All right, guys, listen up. Okay. We're going live to tape in five, four, three, two. God dang. Call Up Promotion presents the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Starring El Gran Tommy Martinez and Mr. Adam Tate. Executive producer Shay Big Bubba Martinez. And now, here's the greatest podcast, according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> Excellent. I like it. Uh-huh. Welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 2, Episode 10, Adam. And the voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest man that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What's going on, hey, Adam? Hey, man. I ate, you know, it was pretty chilly on my drive over here today. It was like 32. We had like super nice weather all week, and then all of a sudden, I have to drive over here in freezing weather. It's, Why? It's the sacrifice you make oh, for our listeners, for our legion of listeners. You get up and you brave the, the elements, the elements uh. to come down here and entertain That's the right. folks who listen to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, app yep. and Castbox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and a bunch of other DSPs, uh, RSS, and some others. Yes. But yeah, and producing tonight from the booth yes. is our executive producer. I think executive part has really got to him, Adam. Yeah, he's really taken that as executive mm-hmm. part. Big Bubba, Jay Martinez. How you doing, Jay? He's giving us a thumbs up All out right. there. Yeah, he's so doing good. good. <laughs> he's, he's still tired. He's recently moved, hasn't he? He's still tired. Yeah. <laughs> He's worked putting in some long hours. He has, he has. He's been done a good job, you know. Yeah. For the most part. Did you have to help out a lot? Oh, but you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a father and a grandfather involved, and you know, uh-huh. he lives across the street. How's your back feel? It's uh, it feels okay. Was doesn't I went to physical therapy this week? Oh, okay. <laughs> in preparation <laughs> no, for all no, the moving no, no, things. No, no. You know the deal with all this uh, with all these health concerns and everything else that's going on with the COVID and sure. you know all these. Uh, precautions and protocols. It's it's also the availability of appointments have been you know paid in the hiney. Mm. So you you take it when you take it. You know it's it's uh, they gave it to me. I had like three appointments on on that day. So I had a physical therapy. I had another appointment with my foot. Here here I'm talking. This is not wow. this is not old person podcast. But I'm just telling. Wait Adam. a minute. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh, and then I, I went, uh, had another appointment, which I'm not going to say about, but uh, then I had to get a pedicure that evening. So, so that's four appointments? <laughs> that's four. Four, four appointments. I was four in one day. Well, yeah. three, three actual health appointments, then one beauty well, appointment. Well, I, I have to I have to, take care, I have to take care of my business. I'm a retired person. Wait a minute. You had a foot appointment, and then you had a second foot appointment with the pedicure. Uh, Is that what you said? Yes, but that was actually the, the, the it was the podiatrist. Podiatrist, right? For for yeah, for and then the pedicurist, <laughs> yeah, but that or whatever yeah, that's yeah. called. She she uh, took care of my business down there in uh, the bunions. <laughs> the, the bunions are the gone. Bunions action, yeah. <laughs> she does a really good job. So yeah, um, Lee Morton. So yeah, very cool. Very nice. So yeah, she does a excellent job. All of your appointments are taken care of for 
what, the next six months? I'm ready for the holiday season right now. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're primped and ready. <laughs> uh, yes, he does that. So, uh, yeah, but and we did that on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, we left the, the podcast and we started helping Jay out, Jay's buddy. Uh, Thoroughgood came back, came by, and they they moved the great majority of what was left in the house, you know, because Jay was living downstairs. Right. So they got all that out, and uh, I moved, I helped a couple of the things because Jay know that 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 when we moved him from his apartment into the storage unit, it was just as him and me. So it was tough, you know, for the oldness, you know. The next day right. I was like, oh my god, right? I should have been lifting that, you know, that three hundred fifty pound uh, uh, sofa. You know, mm-hmm. just <laughs> it's not gonna work. I got you. But yeah, but it wasn't that bad. He came to the house about I want to say. For to tell me that his garbage disposal wasn't working. Okay. And, and he was taking pictures of mine. And he was going to YouTube it. I don't know what he was oh, going to do. Sure. So, you know, the, the big boss gave me the glance. Uh-huh. Like, uh, oh, like you need to go over there and yeah, yeah, do you some know, solving? That unspoken communication, you know, like when, when uh, combat troops are moving along in the jungle. You know, communicating without speaking. That kind of look. Did he come over with that kind of helpless attitude like oh, i guess i'm gonna try to figure no, it out no, no, i mean no, i don't no, know no, 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 no. He, he really didn't he uh he was i wish like, i had knew somebody that has a little experience with he, like home maintenance <laughs> no no he he, <laughs> he tried i mean it, oh <laughs> but not really no i'm just joking he, he didn't uh he, he was like determined so i said oh wait a minute this is electricity you know it's his first day i don't want to <laughs> i don't want a casualty <laughs> so i went out there we looked at it you know and they uh between one thing or the other i couldn't get the 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 uh the motor to crank, you know, the electricity when I started was it was uh, knocking off the uh, the fuse, the internal fuse in the uh, in the unit itself mm. of the garbage disposal. So then I called my buddy Mike, yeah, it's a friend of mine, uh, and uh, immediately he you know texted me back, oh yeah, this is the deal here, and this is what you need to do here, and this is the wire that needs to go here just in case. Check this. I don't know why this wire is this color when it should be this color. You know the whole deal. Damn. So I ended up going to his house, picking up a little meter. Checked everything out, cranked it back up again. Nothing. <laughs> At that point, it's like, ah, oh, it's Jeremy. So his his dispo- his garbage disposal was bad. It, I, you know, well, no, I haven't finished yet. No, I, haven't, I haven't finished the so. incinerator. Yeah, is this what we're talking about? Is that the thing that turns that that turns? <laughs> yes, that thing. Yes, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I he puts his hand in there. Jeremy does. Oh, good. And well, no, it's not, it's not working. It's not so. connected. It's not connected. Oh, okay. And he pulls out a little screw, and he couldn't turn the unit. You know, he could not actually, you know, physically turn it with his hand. Uh-huh. So, and that's another thing that my friend Mike was telling me about. Did you do the thing where you put like the, the broomstick in there and you start <laughs> moving things around and you get things freed up? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I stuck my hand in there. Okay. <laughs> right after Jeremy. And I pulled out, I, well, I, was, I, I started uh, uh, jiggling and finagling and I found another screw that was, was stuck in there. I guess while they were fixing the house up or trying to get it ready to be sold, some screws fell in there, pulled it out, that sucker turned, connected everything back, cranked it on, and there it goes. So it was just jammed. It was jammed, yeah. And there it was, man. That was the first tragedy resolved in, you know, a couple of hours. No big deal. You know, it's my son. You got to do what you got to do for your your children. It sounded like it took a lot of legwork, though. You were calling people. You were getting, like... Schematics sent over to you. I'm, I'm wires. Not, You're I, dealing uh, with wires. I, uh, I, when it comes, when I could, I could fix a lot of stuff with uh, the basics. Uh, WD-40 and tape. Duct tape. Yeah, yes. that's those. Are, I know. I'm, I'm a. I'm a professional in that. Good. A complete professional. 
uh, unfortunately, in electricity, it doesn't work like that. No? I'm a little bit more uh, skeptical about electricity. Mm. I'm not like you, Adam. You're, you're, you're a true handyman, Adam. Am I? <laughs> I, I think you are. You, oh, I saw you dealing in your deck this past... Uh, what, what, <laughs> I don't know if it's done or not yet. <laughs> I don't, we don't know what the progress of Adam's... Uh, Deck is, but right now it's wintertime and at 30 yeah, something degrees. Who wants to go out there and with, deal yeah, with it? Yeah, with a high. We're not even getting to the 40s Nobody today, I think. Yeah. Nobody goes back there now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want some barbecue meat? Go and pick it up. <laughs> go, to hog wild. go to Hog Wild. <laughs> go to the barbecue joint. Uh, you know, this week, uh, now that uh, that we're talking about working and tools and, oh. and electricity, uh, oh. The, yeah. the general called me this week. The general? The general called me this uh-huh. week. We had a good conversation. The general had a had a minor uh a minor run in and oh. has and has been uh incapacitated temporarily for a little bit. Run in with what? I don't know. I can't I, I can't reveal You can't the, divulge? Uh, I can't divulge what it is, but he just said, Oh dude. Do I not have the proper security clearances? No, 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 no. Well, you have it off the air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> off the off the stream, not off the air. So is he out of commission? Is He's out of commission saying? for a little bit, not a lot. Not oh, okay. A lot, not a lot. Are we expecting his comeback in full capacity? Oh yeah, yeah, shortly? yeah absolutely, okay. absolutely, absolutely. I think. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I, th- I think his. I think it's just like us, you know, like you and your deck. It's the wintertime; nobody uses it. I think that. Uh, I think it's going to be the same premise, and also, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to affect his golfing. And I think he already, oh, okay. and I think he already bagged a deer as well. So he, oh hey, he, so, so he's <laughs> so things are looking up. So he's looking it's not up too to bad. Got some meat in the freezer. Doing, yeah. So we wanna <laughs> we wanna wish the uh, we wanna wish the uh, general, my main man Sammy Rodriguez of uh, Sammy's Woodwork out there in uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Uh, just you know, I'm plugging him here real quick. You know, All right. We right. want some nice wood. <laughs> well, that'll make you feel good. Well, that'll make you feel good. Last week when we played that. Uh, when we played that uh, part of uh, that new that new version of Wood by Metallica, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna you know as I was listening to the show back I was listening to the show this week I said oh that's a good place to go ahead and plug the uh, the wood that makes you feel good with you know Sammy Rodriguez out there so you got some nice woodwork out there that's the man that you want to see Sammy Rodriguez out there in Elizabethtown Kentucky yeah, yeah. hit us up on the uh, on. Tommy and Adam Pod at gmail.com and we'll uh, connect you with them. You know, yeah. if you if you got to see that lovely uh prize that we gave out back in uh was it April? It was a long time ago. May, I don't April know. or May, it's been a while, man. Jeez. It's about time to renew I know, a I know. new content. That's what he was talking about. We will also talk oh, about that. Okay. We'll also talk about that a little bit later. So. Does he have to reconfigure the workshop to work to to get like a New jigs and processors to get this new item that we're going to get. It could be. It could be. It could be wool. Like a hearth or a yeah, hutch yeah, of some we'll, sort. Even <laughs> <laughs> need a furniture mover to get, to get into the house. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know. But we'll we'll get them on the air. We'll get them on on the podcast again. And uh, and uh, you know even trying to get words out of Sammy. You know Sammy's a very humble guy, so it's going to be a little bit. We'll difficult. feel his presence. So, yeah, yeah. We'll if he's here. <laughs> Wow. Good morning again. Today is December the 12th of 2020. Adam, we only got about, what, uh, shoot, less than three weeks for the year to end. 
That's right. That right there is Mr. Dave Bartholomew. Listen to this. Listen to this. She liked to play with my dingling. There you go. This tingling is the cutest thing. Do you want to see it? No. No. I'm going to pass. I will pass. But today, Adam, today uh-huh. is National Dingling Day, dude. Dingling Day? Yes, it is the day. There's a day that celebrates the dingling? There's a day dedicated to the dingling. National Dingling Day. It, it's absolutely insane. I, I, when I was going through, when I said, I, said, I said to myself, I said, man, ah, we just used Chuck Berry's version not too long ago. Yeah, I know. Kind of, I said, we got to burn that one, do? didn't we? So when I got you that playlist, I said, I wonder if Adam's going to think here. What what can he be? <laughs> Does, do we have to have a dingling song every show? <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> oh, well, I'm excited yes, about this. But today is National Dingling Day. Wow. I, I, nobody's ever celebrated National Dingling Day I, before this. I didn't even I know did, it existed. I didn't even know about it until I was listening, you know, or getting ready for the podcast so the people who are listening to the podcast right now will uh actually find out here first that there was a national dingling day we're probably giving it the most public publicity that it's ever had you think I, i've never heard of it before <laughs> it's national, national dingling, dingling day. day and since this is a special day for national dingling day i'm actually going to not going to i'm not going to barrel through it and i'm going to let you know what that is yes it's celebrating the bell that goes ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Oh, the guys that are outside of the Walmarts and the shops trying to get you to donate money? Is that what it is? Oh, I thought this day was going to be good. It's the way, the way, no, that's actually done. You, you ring the bell yeah. to reconnect, Adam, what? with people we once off, talked with often. Oh, it's like a, a telephone ringling. Is that what it is? It could be a dingling. It could be a, a bell. You could stand in front of somebody's uh, house and shake the dingling. The uh, the I think you might get arrested for that. I'm sorry. It's the bell. The bell that goes dingling. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so that's how you observe it. And then as you're as you're speaking with the person, be it in person, if you rang the bell, not uh-huh. the dingling, excuse me, or you rang their phone, which doesn't go dingling doesn't anymore. Doesn't go dingling anymore. Usually, it just kind of. Or you, if you have a really cool, a really cool, uh, what do you call it, ringtone? Sure. So it, mine would be either the Batman theme song or some rock song that I have on there. Right. Whatever I'm switching up on. That's not dingling. No, no, no. I'm gonna have to t- for today though. I'm gonna actually put. You're gonna on put the, it on the old fashioned dingling. I'm gonna put it on the old fashioned dingling because I'm sure who's ever listening to this podcast will be and knows me personally will probably be dinglinging me. <laughs> <laughs> so to re- it's to reconnect with someone that you've fallen out of contact with. Yeah, yeah. What well, we you know you know how it is like. Uh, it has nothing to do with the red can out in front of the uh, the supermarkets or anything. That, no, that no, no, they no. shake the bell, right? No, 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 no. no. Okay. It, well, if if you look at the uh, the bell is is you know is used as a notification tool. Sure. It could be you know it could be anything from an alarm that the enemy is coming mm-hmm. to. Okay. It could be also call to prayer. Well, for yeah, for Christendom, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and uh, also, uh, it used to be tied to horses to let them know that in that they were coming. Cows, cowbell. Yes, yeah, cowbell exactly. Sure. Uh, what did I say? Uh, call to child to dinner to breakfast. Oh, ring to, the little triangle bell. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. So there's always yeah, yeah. that's where. So it's the 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 the, the dingling actually notifies you in this case that hopefully it's somebody you haven't spoken to in a while. Mm. 
I, my cousin passed away a couple of weeks ago. I've talked to a lot of people that I didn't speak to in a while. Wow. So, yeah. You didn't wait till National Dingling Day, though. No, if I knew that. If I would have known you there was said, a, hold up, wait I'll talk till, to you in five days. <laughs> I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you on 12 December. In fact, let me, that's let, me, the day. let me put a time in there for you. You're at 11.07 a.m. I'm going to tag you on my calendar. <laughs> but yeah, if you do do that, though, they, if you do uh, call somebody you haven't or spoken to somebody that you haven't in quite a while, it could be your neighbor that you hate a lot. Uh, I don't know. Just go ahead and uh, hashtag yourself. If you do do the dingling. Yeah, exactly. If you're going to pull the dingling, go ahead and, you know, <laughs> do your thing. It's uh, Adam, today is also National Gingerbread House Day, dude. Okay, that's more into the season, into the, the spirit of the, the holidays. Dingling is too. I, I would think it is, yeah. I think, you know, because it's about connecting and... And there's a lot people. of bells. There's a lot of bells involved in this yeah. holiday. You know, there's like the the sleigh bells. You got those things. You got mm-hmm. the people that are looking for the handout of money around the in the into the red kettle. Yeah, yeah, whatever that's yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. So now, even if you heard of this, heard about this on this podcast, when you head out the, to the shopping centers, go ahead and drop them a couple of you know coins, a buck. Yeah, do something. You say, hey, this is. Then tell the dude, hey, it's from the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. And happy Ding a Ling Day. <laughs> <laughs> do we have to do that wink that you did right there? <laughs> Ring that bell. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Would have been a good, been a good song for this one. Even sure, it's uh, "Ring My Bells." <laughs> you can ring my bell. <laughs> I should have used ring that one. My bell. <laughs> if we were to edit this show, we'd stick that in there right now. <laughs> we don't edit this. We don't want to edit this mess, you know. Nice transition, Adam. Ooh, I like that. Right, right into there. it. Not only is it a nice transition, it's a cool song. It's a nice, yeah. easygoing song. In the night. Mm. Romantic. That's right. right. Mr. Big Blue Eyes himself. In the huh. night. We're exchanging eyes. One you know it's National Dingling Day. <laughs> we'd be sharing love before the night was <laughs> Today in history, Adam. Yes, sir. According to history.com. In 1963, mm-hmm. this one actually correlated this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, getting, yeah. I'm getting better. I'm getting we're, we're better. I'm right. getting better. I'm getting better. A Sinatra kidnapped Adam. Ooh. Yeah. Did, did, Frank, did, Frank, did, Frank Jr.? Oh, there you go. Why, 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 why do I research this stuff? Not really extensively. That's why you can, you can, <laughs> that's why you can figure them all out almost. <laughs> well, this was, this was a popular thing. I, I mean, I don't know the story, but I know that he was kidnapped. Okay, Frank Sinatra. You don't know the story? Well, I'm about nope. to lay it on you I'm and to, to our listeners, it. to our legions, okay? Yes. Frank Sinatra Jr. This was actually in on uh, December the 9th in 1963. So it was this week. Okay. Uh, X amount of years ago, 50, I want to say 57 years 57, ago. 57, sure. Yeah. Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped at gunpoint from a hotel in Lake Tahoe. Okay. He was released two days later after his father paid out the 240 Gs, hmm. uh, the uh, in ransom money that the, uh, the kidnappers demanded from uh, okay. Frank. Uh, who were later captured, thank heavens, and sentenced to a very long prison term. Sure, and kidnapping, of course. <laughs> and to a Sinatra, you know what? <laughs> what were they the, thinking? They're lucky that it wasn't. Didn't Sinatra didn't have his guys go over oh, there and deal with them? They, they, yeah, they're lucky they found them fast enough. But check this out. Uh-huh. In order to communicate with the kidnappers via a payphone, the senior Sinatra, Mister Blue Eyes himself, mm-hmm. right, carried a roll of dimes on him. Okay. Throughout this entire ordeal, 
which became a lifetime habit afterwards. He is said to have been buried with a roll of dimes. What? Yeah. No way. That's kind of freaky. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But it's his only son, too. Sinatra's only son who died in 2016 of age 72 was 19 when this all happened. He was held for 54 uh, hours. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit, uh, two days and some change. Was there controversy around this at all? Mm, I really don't know. It's just, I, I, it didn't, mm. it didn't, let me see here. So it was, they were, they were, it was says it was a ragtag group of men. Well, if they were caught in two days, yeah. Okay. And they drove the kid all over California in some Chevy, uh, sometimes blindfolded folded in the back seat. Sometimes he was in the trunk. Uh, the kidnappers baited his famous father through the series of phone calls that we, she had, we already had mentioned mm-hmm. from gas stations, dude. Wow. Yep. Asking uh, for the ransom, even though the elder Sinatra offered to pay him a million bucks. So he just wanted him back. He said, listen, forget the 240 G's. So this is how ragtag these guys were. Okay. You know, it was like, wait a minute. Do they not know about math? Here's Frank. He's like, listen, I'm going to give you a million bucks. And they're like, no, 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 forget that. $240,000. Wait a minute. This, this is what I want right now. Two hundred. Listen to me, Frank. $240,000. You keep that extra $760,000 yeah. in your bank account. That, that's not the great art of negotiation, is it? No, they're, they're, no wonder they called them a ragtag. So was there an actual drop-off? There was an actual, like, you leave the... You leave the money here, mm-hmm. we'll drop him off here at yeah. the uh, top of the hill or whatever. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of people were involved in a bunch of law enforcement was on a little manhunt going on. They really didn't want it to be blasted all over. Mm. Uh, I mean, if it would have been social media and with, with, with those gossip shows, I'm sure the minute he was stuck into the trunk, there would have been some reporter somewhere uh, putting it out there on the Internet somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those things that... Uh, it, I did not even know that Frank Sinatra's son had been kidnapped. There's so much. There's so much hoopla over Nancy, his his daughter. With uh, what was that? These, these boots, boots were, are made for walking. Those boots, those, she had a song, so you don't mm-hmm. hear a lot about. You know, I don't think Frank Sinatra Jr. made it onto the Sopranos. I know that Nancy Nancy Sinatra made it onto the Sopranos, the uh, TV series. Well, his career was being Frank Sinatra Jr. and he would sing Frank Sinatra songs. I did see that. I right. did. I did that. I do remember. Hmm. But it's like, oh, this is a facsimile copy of uh, of Frank. So, hmm. okay. and I'm sure he made, I made, he made his money. You know, obviously doing that. I would think. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he also was part of the uh, the estate, so he probably didn't oh, have yeah, to earn yeah, too yeah. much, right? Because Frank Sinatra's likeness and his songs probably continue to earn him plenty per year. Well, well I would think so. I mean, so you're 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 a fun, you're a Sinatra fan, aren't you? Alex like Sinatra, sure. Yeah. Everybody should. Jay was telling Those me that, standards. Yeah, Jay. Jay, uh, obviously the one that I know. You know, these are uh, New York, New York mm-hmm. creatures. What was it what was it? What is it? Creatures in the night. Listen to me. <laughs> it's a kiss. Strangers it's in strangers. the night. Yes. <laughs> I confuse Kiss with Sinatra somehow. I don't know. <laughs> and obviously the the the, mo- the one that I know the most is the one off of uh, uh, Married with Children. Uh, oh yeah, the love uh, and the marriage. one with love and marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. That's a, I mean, I don't know. You don't seem to have been a, a Married with Children fan, so I don't know. I really don't think I watched it that much. Mm, wow. That I was, know. I missed out. That's a, that was a really funny show. I thought it was super funny. It's one of those shows that if I would have watched it, I would have laughed every time I watched it. Like, like watching Simpsons or Family Guy every time, but it's just not appointment viewing for me. It's, it, it, I don't, yeah, to me it was appointment viewing. I saw that. I still watched it until, until I got rid of the, uh, 
uh, cable. I think it was also on Hulu for a while. I don't know if it, it was on there or not, but I'd watch it. So would it. you go to it on Hulu and actually watch mm-hmm. the old yeah, shows? I would, yeah. Holy in, crap. In, in, a, in a row. I would actually see where I was left off on uh-huh. the last time I was viewing it and start all over again Man. from there, yeah. I just, it was one of those things about, it was the stupidity behind it. You I know, love stupidity. It was like, here's this this couple, they, you know, quote, hate, unquote each other. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's the hate, you, the hate is outward, but there's love and affection somewhere in there. Yeah, you know, he would, wow. it was, I was, I was remembering he is ready to have some dinner, like an M&M or something. He was going to have an M&M for dinner. An M&M? Yes, and, one. One M&M. Just one M&M. And he's and he looks up and he and he ha- he says a prayer that says thank you for this meal I'm about to eat something I'm paraphrasing and thank you for the strength to slaying the mighty cockroach that I had to take this M and M from. Who comes up with? But it's you have you know it's a it's a visual thing to see and it's, a lot of it was the uh, Al's face the contortions he made his uh-huh. body language a lot of it was really I mean that's what that's we went from from Frank Sinatra to yeah. Ed O'Neill I don't I don't. I don't I don't I don't know how we did that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this isn't on the Sinatra catalog. Adam Adam your Yeah. Your selection. Yes sir. Your selection for today in sports. Uh-huh. It's incredible. You feel- As- it has nothing to do with what I'm about to- <laughs> Absolutely doesn't. nothing, not even a year or anything. <laughs> I figured we have two kind of not rock songs for the beginning, oh. you know. <laughs> so we need something we, super uh, rock. Yeah, we, uh, we needed something super <laughs> to, rock to erase that feeling. Before, uh, <laughs> that's accept, dude. I know. Song called Ooh. Pandemic? Pand- and then, and pandemic. Oh as my well. gosh, it's so, perfect. We should have so. been playing this every episode. <laughs> Ooh, no, what, was the, what was the singer for... for, for uh, uh, balls to the wall, uh, Udo or Kudo? I oh, I can't remember. Dude, that dude was so. I saw them open for Ozzy, ooh, in the New Cumberland County Arena in in uh, Fayetteville, in North Carolina. Uh huh. Really? Oh yeah, dude. And, and I'll never forget it. I saw me. They they opened. Uh, I want to say was it was it Diary of a Madman? What was the second album? Or was it Bark at the Moon? Mm, anyway, yeah. I I didn't even know who these people were. I had no clue. Did they who blow these you away? Were. Yeah. So everybody came. It was a. It was a five. It was a five piece band. Mm-hmm. For some reason, the the Germans love five piece bands. Sure. You know, Scorpions and Accept or Rammstein. A definite lead guitarist and yes, a definite rhythm yes. guitarist. And they're all leathered out, you know, from top sure. to bottom. Here comes Udo in camouflage. Oh, perfect. You know, oh, perfect. You know and Fort Bragg is like, oh, this <laughs> this guy did his homework. <laughs> and he blew every it was balls to the wall was the uh, was the hit at the time. So yeah. It was a it was a big that, one. that is like their number one hit, right? Yeah, That's because what, well number one number one is this balls is in it, you know, like, <laughs> and, and this is 1985, 1986. You're like, oh my god, he's saying balls. Was it on December twelfth? Dingling uh, day? No. No? <laughs> Dingling and balls on the time in Adam Hart's name. Okay. Two completely uh innocent things if you ask me. Absolutely. <laughs> you play with them both. You play with a dig. <laughs> Adam yes, today sir. is sport history, okay? Uh-huh. On this day.com slash sports. <laughs> 1965, Adam. Okay, 65. Got it. Uh, only two years after the Sinatra kidnapping. 
So okay. you see, you see, I'm trying to chronologically All right, we're, doing we're this. moving or advancing into <laughs> present day. The rookie running back. Okay. Gail Sayers. Oh, Gail Sayers. Mm-hmm. Is that the Kansas Comet? You got it. You hey. got it, man. Of the sh- here, take over. Just, no, I, just, I don't know what the. I don't know what he did. <laughs> just did he score six touchdowns? Play accept. Play accept again. Play it again. Again. <laughs> Play it again, play it again, play it again. There we go right there. Today's sports history. 1965. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Kansas Comet. <laughs> Gail Sayers of the Chicago Bears scored six touchdowns. Oh, he did score six touchdowns. During today. a single game. We were just talking about Al Bundy as well. He scored, he scored four s- touchdowns. Was it four? Oh, yes, okay. yes, for Polkai. <laughs> <laughs> see, see how we're making the, this the, the greatest moment of his life, right? For 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 our listeners who can't uh, piece these scenes together, we're piecing it for you. Uh-huh. We're giving you these Easter eggs, these nuggets, so you can see. Oh, these guys are really witty. Yeah, everything is <laughs> just coming together. <laughs> look at this. Look at the script outline. There's absolutely nothing about married with children here. That's a blank page. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, anyway, Gail Sayers, the the Kansas comment out of uh, KU. Right, scored these six touch these six touchdowns against San Francisco mm-hmm. at uh, Chicago's Wrigley's Field. Okay, tying the NFL record for most touch touchdowns in. A, I can't catch the except made me lose my breath. <laughs> Your adrenaline is. Maybe you need another appointment. You need to go check, get, get the heart checked out. At the NFL's most touchdowns in a single game. So I, I think in that game, did he have at least a punt return for a touchdown? He ran for. A few, I think he had a couple of return touchdowns, like he returned kicks back since, to the house because he's a kick returner. Since you went ahead and said, I think, I don't know, I'm gonna that's go what, with that's what that means. The answer to your question, sure, it was, okay. it was a putt return, man. Yeah, he had, he, I had no idea what it was. I'm sure he had a couple of kick returns and then uh, he ran in. The uh, he Sayers tied the record with Ernie Nevers of the Chicago Cardinals, that was back in 1929. Whoa. And some dude called Dub Jones oh, of the Cleveland Browns in 1951. Okay. So Sayers was voted the NFL's rookie of the year yeah. that year. What, what were the chances? I mean, I thought it was interesting because it was out of Kansas. You know, we we, mm-hmm. we uh, record this podcast in, uh, we record it live in Wichita, Kansas. And Kansas, uh, Kansas KU doesn't uh, have a lot of football lineage. Like, Mm-mm, he is, not, he is no. the top guy. And then probably, I think John Riggins went there later on. He be, he was a Washington Redskin, Super Bowl champ. And I think Nolan Cromwell was a defensive back for the Rams. Other Crom- than that. Cromwell, why does that name ring a bell? Not the naval, not the naval admiral, but uh, Nolan mm. Cromwell, I think. Was a, he was a good player. Oh. So, anyway. Out of KU, yeah, right. Because KU is a basketball university. Yeah, KU doesn't really produce a lot. I didn't lot know that. You know that I, I didn't know that until the other day that there's ba- there's basketball universities and there's football universities. I really never pieced that together. Well, you're not a big college sports fan. I am not. So I'm not a. Big, why would you know? I'm not a big big sports. Like fan we have a university here in town. We don't even have a football program. We have but a stadium, a, but it's like a huge. It's a huge basketball. Mm-hmm. It's it's really important to them. So um, yeah, we have a football stadium. We had a football team at one time. <laughs> and, oh, and they're also I believe they're knocking it down. <laughs> Are they? I believe so. Yeah, I'm just glad that my children graduated from WSU already, so I won't be paying any of those extra fees. <laughs> That's all I'm worried about. It's like everybody was worked up about uh, when they fired the coach. Uh, what was his name? Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall. 
so what? Goodbye. He brought them so much success, unparalleled success. That's that's so what? All that stuff's getting built around there because of revenue brought in and attention paid to the sports program due to him. Then why don't the people who are bringing in the, 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 the attention, why, uh, why aren't those dollars used versus uh, having to be the, the students? The parking went up that first year. I swear to you. I saw that. I was living at that time in North Carolina, and I knew Jeremy was going to be going eventually. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. The Shockers are in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreading them. <laughs> I'm happy for them. Don't get me wrong. Sure. You know, but it was like, oh, not good. <laughs> I, I think tuition is just about to go up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're probably and, right. And I was right, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, you don't have a WSU shirt. Why? Why? They should, I'm the one paying. They should yeah, be giving should me a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> they should issue you <laughs> my, like a whole wardrobe. My dough is going to WSU. <laughs> How smooth was that one? <laughs> Adam, you're getting so good at this one. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Almost at the professional level in about 15 more years of doing this, we'd be okay. I know, and we'll probably get up to like maybe 500 listeners at that time. <laughs> Today in Rock History, Adam. Yes, sir. Uh, courtesy of history.com, today in music.com, and music facts. Okay. Slash history.com. Mm-hmm. Actually, song facts, not music facts. That's the Marvelettes, dude. Yeah. Mr. Postman. Yes. Please, please, Mr. P- is the Postman like one of the most important dudes in rock? In this t- at this time of the year. <laughs> when well, rock, yeah, for this oh. show, for this for this song, yes. <laughs> for for no, excuse me, for this for this podcast, yes. No, I don't think they are. No? No, they're not. You, you don't think so? No. Man. Because we have know. so many other delivery services. I mean, there's there's UPS men, there's, there's FedEx men, there's DHL men, there's there's, am, there's Amazon trucks. I disagree. I'm going to disagree with you. What? I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to shout out all the postal workers that listen yeah. to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Worthless, especially the ones out of Wichita, Kansas. I salute you. Yeah, okay. How's that? Yeah, Tommy likes you, not me. <laughs> I think they have a freaking super important job during Christmas. A lot of them don't get uh, Christmas cards or a little bonus or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's not I, that, cool. That goes around a lot. That's not cool at all. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you know, we, we have a new one, actually. So Mike, yeah, Mike's gone, so. Oh, you, do you like your new one? Uh, he's, I, I mean, what isn't there not to like? He's on time. Sometimes it switches there's up. There's plenty not to like. It's so <laughs> <laughs> You never know. So I don't know. I mean, okay. I've had all my packages and everything. Anyway, Adam, let's forget that. Okay, right okay. Now. So thank you, postal workers, yes. for uh, this time of year. 1961, Adam. Okay. December the 12th, 1961. Exactly. Exactly today. Today. Low those many years ago. I'm going to blow your mind. Okay. Now, why are you thinking that on the Tommy and Adam Hearts and podcast, we played the Marvelettes? Um, hopefully, it has something to do with their career. Because no? Detroit-based Motown Records. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Owned by producer and hit maker mm-hmm. Barry Gordy. Yeah. Scored their first number one on the U.S. Hot 100 
when the Marvelettes release, please, Mr. Postman. The first and, number one in the history of Motown. And it topped the charts, absolutely. Wow. Right. That's that's uh a bit of history there then. 1961. That was, Motown became a hit machine. It was the center of all the hits for the next how many years? It was hip, hip, hip. Mm, wow. That's awesome. Barry Gordy running the whole Motown Records. Is that what he, he was in he charge of Motown was, Records? He was the task uh, master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on my enunciation. How are you with Motown? Are, do, uh, are you well learned in the Motown? I know Smokey Robinson. I confuse them sometimes with the Philly-based, uh, uh, what was the one out of Philly that was their competitors? Mm. Anyway, I forgot if you, you can remember who the Philly sound uh, artists were, uh, that'd be very cool, or the actual the company that sponsored them or actually produced them and set, put out their records. But I confuse that. Sometimes some of their singers, because just because they're an African-American group, you immediately think, you know, from the 60s, 70s, even into the 80s, you think immediately Motown. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously the more famous ones, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes. Supreme, sure. uh, I, I mentioned Smokey Robinson. I believe the Temptations also. The Jackson Five. All right. How I just glanced over that one real quick. Do you know when Motown Records ended, ceased operations? I did not closed know. Up? Do, do you know? I, I don't yeah. know. I, did they? I think they did. Yeah, after. Or they sold it out. No, they're yeah. not around anymore. Motown mm-hmm. Records, 1961. Out. That's awesome. That's different. What is it? That's not Motown. No. That's not, man. That's hmm. the doors, for sure. That's more of a California sound. That's it right there. <laughs> End of the night, Adam. Yeah. End of the night. Yes, uh, right now we're in the Christmas season. Please shut that off. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to make people happy, especially, especially after we just bombed that Motown one. <laughs> we're doing so good. <laughs> We picked the subject we thought that we're that very well burst on. Did you see me stop? I know in my tracks. <laughs> yes, I thought you were about to lay some Motown action on me. I said, "Oh man, Adam's also a Motown." I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's just jump. Uh, let's just jump nine years uh, later. Okay. Uh, to 1970. Yes. Okay. That was the Doors, man. Yeah, it was. Like I said, I, what did it call? It was end of the night, right? The end of the night. Of uh, you know, we could have picked another door song, but you know, <laughs> unfortunately, this this <laughs> title goes along with the story. Oh, that works then. Okay, nineteen seventy. This was the December the twelfth in nineteen seventy. Adam, man, the Doors played what would be their last ever live show. Okay, with with Jim Morrison mm-hmm. when they played at the warehouse in New Orleans. Okay. Also this week, mm-hmm. Jim Morrison was born on December the eighth in nineteen forty three. Man. Wow. Jim Morrison, you know, are you into The Doors? Do you know anything about The Doors? I mean... Did you see the movie The Doors? I saw the movie with uh, Val Kilmer playing. Val Kilmer, yeah. Jim Morrison. Absolutely great movie. I think uh, directed by Oliver Stone. I went to see that movie the very first time, and I was immersed in that movie. And it was shot in such a way that when walking out of the theater, I felt like I was high. Yeah, yeah, you were dizzy. yeah, I, I couldn't get my bearings. I, was, I wasn't walking straight. I was like, wow, what happened? I, I was transported into a... They, somehow, I, visually, I was given hallucinogenics or, or something while watching that movie. It was an, an incredible experience. 
I love that movie. Wow. I just remember being dizzy. I don't know. Yeah, I was and dizzy. I, and I saw it at but, my house. I did not see it at the theater. Had you ever had that experience of watching a movie and then having your having yourself feel altered on the way out? Uh, afterwards, maybe before. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a 3D movie or something where yeah, you took I, the glasses I, off uh, and like, ugh. Yeah, it was, uh, I believe this I was, said this already, like Friday the 13th 3D. But this was, you know, totally, this was totally independent of the 3D thing. You were just viewing the movie. Mm. And it was so trippy. Everything was so trippy. It was some of the, I think some of the segments of the Austin Power movies were, were filmed the same way. Zooming in and out kind of deal. That wavy back and forth. Yeah. But that's about as much as I know about The Doors. I really don't know that much. I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Good movie, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Uh, but Jim Morrison evidently was a super big deal. Dad was... His dad was an... Admiral or something in the Navy. He was a Navy guy? Navy Admiral. He has In interviews, he would have said, my dad is dead, which was not the case. He was an active admiral in involved in the Vietnam War. Wow. And he was singing all these songs, writing all these songs totally against the Vietnam War, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do we need to know about the Doors? They've, they've, I think they've lasted so long because of all those 60s movies that used their music. And the Doors movie kind of reinvigorated talk of the Doors. You probably wouldn't like it because there's no bass guitar in any. Not Doors on this song. one. No, it's an it's actually it's an organ and a guitar yep. and a drum. Yeah. But the but the organ is uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Manzarek. Ray Manzarek. Ray Manzarek. Robbie I mean, Krieger. Yeah. Forgot the drummer's name. So the bass, you know, he could he could play the bass parts on on the uh, on the organ. On the organ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could do that. So you're not a big Doors fan, is what I'm hearing. Ah, uh, I like the songs that I hear on. Radio or whenever they come on. It's Their not final bad. album, L.A. Woman, I really like it. Because you've got The Riders on the Storm, which is a really good song. L.A. Woman's a really good song. Uh, Texas Radio and the Big Beat is a real good song. I mean... Do tell. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Roadhouse... No, I don't think Roadhouse Blues is on that one. But it's a, it's a, just a fantastic record. Thank Recorded you. while he was sitting on a toilet. Oh, wow. But anyway, <laughs> that I didn't <laughs> I know. Think, I think it was in the movie. There's another trivia bit. I don't know. I, I think their songs, it was psychedelic. You can definitely place it in a time. You, but, you know, you, you, who, was, who was the one that remade L.A. Woman? Was it Billy Idol? Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. It's a group that evolved. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, what, that's why their longevity is what it is. And we're out here in what, 2020 right now, speaking of a group from the 60s. You know, and the death of, of Jim Morrison. And you might go to a Doors concert back in the day and have 20 minutes of poetry reading in the middle of the concert. Yeah, see, and that's some beatnik shit right yeah. there. So, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, the Doors. Oh, we know Wait. what this is, baby. Wait a minute. Go ahead, give that some volume, man. That's not the Doors there. Oh, no, that's not, man. That's not... That's one of the greatest room groups of rock and roll right there. <laughs> Adam, that's what I'm talking Woo! about. Yes. Yeah. Today in history, Adam. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that segment. History every week. If I can squeeze that in, I will. <laughs> oh, I think you will. <laughs> 1976, Adam. Yes, sir. December the 12th, 1976, actually. Wow. At a show in Lakeland, Florida. And, and a lot of KISS fans know this already, by the way. Okay. KISS guitarist Ace Fraley was nearly electrocuted to death when he grabs a metal railing on the poorly wired set, which, i.e., wasn't grounded. We were talking about, mm. you know, Jeremy's garbage disposal, right? Right. Complicating the circuit that sends a current through his body. 
Wow. Is that where this song came from? Yes. Did this song actually come from Uh, that event? Yes, yes, it is. Actually, (laughs) no, but check this out. Uh, Fraley wrote the song, Shock Me, the song we just heard right now, right? Yeah. A Kiss Live performance stable, buddy. I know you've heard it. Yeah. But it had nothing to do with the incident on that day. He just used the actual title to it. Shock Me is that, you know, he loved the babe. You know, she's a leather. You know, show me what else. Shock Me. Actually, while I was installing Jeremy's uh, garbage and stuff, I don't want to get shocked like Ace Fraley. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you. Oh, we're taking it down now. (laughs) Man, you cut this dang history so fast. (laughs) Why, why, why? Because it could last forever. (laughs) We could just sit here. We talked about the doors for like three minutes. Is that Jeremy signaling you from the (laughs) booth? He's going, he's putting the two fingers together, making the rolling sound. Oh, I thought he was flashing lights to us, so I played lights. (laughs) No, Adam, 1981, man. Uh Uh-huh. This great song right here, man. It's Journey Lights. Yes. It's about San Francisco. Oh, okay. Yeah. This song always reminds me of home. Of your home? Yes. Why is that? I don't know, because it talks about a bay and the lights and... And my home in Añasco, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. has a bay. We have a beach. You have there. lights. We have lights. Usually, on the bay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, when an earthquake hasn't just, hit, you have lights. Says no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, and I'll change it to oh, when the lights come down in the city, you know, mm-hmm. and the shine signs on Corcovado Bay. So you take it. You take it. <laughs> I, personalize yeah, it. I just ruined. Yeah, I just ruined it with my own deal. <laughs> I'm sure you'll never listen to that song ever again the same. <laughs> I like the live version of it. It's really good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Anyway, today in December the 12th in 1981, Adam. Okay. We're going to talk about Journey. 1981. Come on now. Okay. I, I don't know what you want me to say. Was Journey hot in the 80s? Yes. They were a big deal in the 80s. They were a huge deal in the 80s. At a Journey concert in San Francisco. Their home. Okay. Their hometown lead singer, Steve Perry, brings up members of the San Francisco 49ers football team who were in the audience, introduces them as the next Super Bowl champs. Oh, had they not achieved Super Bowl championship yet? Were they not champions already? Now check this out. Okay. His prediction comes true. Oh, crap. The 49ers beat the Bengals in Super Bowl number XVI 16, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is that, is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl 16. Wow. So uh-huh. that goes to show you one thing. Okay. If you're a hot team, mm-hmm. right? Get a lead singer from a hot group to put you on stage. Put you on stage and, and, and proclaim it. Just you proclaim it. Leave it. <laughs> it's got to be true now. It's, Did you hear the 37,000 people cheering us? We must be champions now. Like that prayer we heard last week. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah, that's, that should have been really cool. Do we have the names of the players that I have brought no, up there? No, 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 I don't, I don't, don't. Keep asking me those questions. The answer is no, no okay. Adam, I don't have that. Was Joe Montana one of them? Mm, sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> let's, let's put it I out bet, there. I bet he was a Journey fan. You think so? Sure. I thought Joe was from Florida. Prop, I don't know. I don't know where he's from, anyway, actually. Yeah. But Kansas City, maybe? I don't know. He was, no. Did he come here, too? Yeah, he, he actually <laughs> finished his career in Kansas City. But I don't think he was from here. Maybe the Chiefs need to, uh, let me see, what kind the of... The Chiefs don't need anything. They're, the, they're good. They're set. 
You know, they, they just need this little push. They need some famous rock and roller from Kansas City to come up there. Oh. In this case, it'll probably be some country be, singer. It'd be like yeah. Jason Aldean or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know. Is, that, is that a we country gotta, guy? We got to be looking out for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, we won't be able to do it since there's no live shows going on no. right now. So no. there's no chance of that. But we, maybe it's a live stream. I don't know. Yeah. That's a big deal. Hey, did you see the, uh, did you see, I think it was on, uh, he gave an, uh, an exclusive interview, uh, Steve Perry did, I was going to say Joe Perry, Steve Perry did to uh, Ultimate Classic Rock this week. No, what did he say in this interview? Some nonsense interview about uh, <laughs> about him accepting his older person voice, his older, his old guy voice. Oh, so he can't sing, but he's accepting it now that because he can't sing. He can't sing, he can still sing, I'm not going to say he can't sing, Oh, I'm going to say he can still sing. But at, he's not he's not Steve yes, Perry anymore. at the range that he used to be at. Yes, he's a lesser Steve Perry. He is an older Steve Perry. Yes, unable to hit the higher octaves. So the, the so, range. Yes, yeah, so that goes to show you again in the COVID era. So what does Ultimate Classic Rock do? They they talk about people's ranges. <laughs> Seventy year old singers. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but yeah, I was I was reading it. I'm like, oh okay. No biggie. I was thinking, oh, I wonder if Adam is going to bring this to the show or not. Surprise, I didn't. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if I know this one. Listen to it, Adam. We're still in the 80s, baby. Pull out your Kangles. Pull out your Adidas without no strings. Oh, and Adidas. Pull, yes. And your Lee jeans. They got to be black. Black Lees and Adidas. Come on. Is that Run DMC? You got it, baby. <laughs> Run DMC. Hot. Whoop. <laughs> too excited. Oh, here we go. Got too excited. Hard times. Hard times. Ooh, just, right there. Just in time. <laughs> oh, no. 1983, Adam. We're not going to talk about hard times, are we? No, December the 10th, 1983. Well, I mean, okay. we're going through some hard times, yeah. Okay. You know, but these hard times were not about, uh, about COVID. Oh, okay. This is about some ghetto hearts. Oh, no. You know, inner city. I understand. And poor America versus rich America. I know all about it. You know, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> there was hard times. 1983 is when I came in the army. Anyway, rap music's first cover song, Adam. Okay. Now, you do know that cover songs have been a big deal all throughout popular music uh, history. Sure. There's a, And there was also uh, songs that were... Uh, staples and favorites of the 30s and 40s mm-hmm. that were converted into rock songs in the 60s and the 70s, and nobody knew they were a cover until somebody pointed it out. Yeah. So anyway, Run DMC mm-hmm. were the pioneers of doing the first cover oh. of a rap song, of a hip-hop song. Covering a hip-hop. That's okay. right. Hard Times. Okay. A song that we already said that talks about financial struggles, right? Sure. And then... It, it was first made by Curtis Blow in his debut album in 1980. So, and three years later, <laughs> Run DMC says, we're going to blow some new life into this Curtis Blow song. And made it a hit. Okay. You know, a relatively, uh, a fairly good hit, you know, right. amongst the... the the uh, fans of hip-hop and rap and things like that. Because then where they really blew up was when they covered Aerosmith's Walk This Way. Walk This Way. You're right. Which was a couple years later then, right? Yeah, Run DMC was super pioneers. They really were. Yeah. 
They uh, they had vision. They had you know obviously they had incredible management with Russell Simmons. Was Keenan. it that crossover kind of success with Walk This Way that brought more fans? Yes. To the hip hop. Yes. Stuff. Yes. Yes. I would I would dare say yes. It brings it to through cable TV obviously MTV. Sure. It brings it to the rest of the nation versus mm-hmm. the nucleus of the five boroughs in New York City that you know comprise that area. Right. But it, the rest of America, it gets to look at, hey, this looks cool. I kind of know this, but this is different. Mm-hmm. Okay, I kind of like this. Yeah. What else do this? What else do they have? Or yeah, it was, start. it was it was little. It was funky. It was it was uh, it was a fast beat. It was danceable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're coming off the the disco era. You know, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell a story. That I'm gonna, oh, good. And when I was in uh, and and when I was a private, when I was starting out in the army, it was a bunch of kids. You know, we was 18, 19 years old. We're all geniuses. We knew everything. Okay, good. you know, you know, <laughs> you know how that works. That's a good recruiting class. And you know, and in the and in the uh, when you live in the barracks, Adam, have you ever lived in the barracks? Uh, yeah, when I was in Korea. Yeah. So yes, so living in the barracks is a whole different experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of like I would I, I guess the Air Force calls it a dorm, but it's right. you know it's it's truly a dorm of mayhem in the army, or at least the ones that that I that I was a resident of. Mm-hmm. So and he had all kinds of music all over the place, blaring all over the place was with all the different cultures that are all jammed together by the uniform code of military justice, i.e. Don't gouge your eyes out. <laughs> Don't bleed each other to death because uh-huh. you have to deal with each other. Right. So anyway, there's all kinds of music that, you know, everybody at that age thinks that their music is the best music. Sure. You know. Everybody's got their favorites. Sure. Yeah, everybody got their favorites. You know? Right. And then you don't have that many open-minded people, you know. From you don't? Some, you know, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, and then you'll have, you know, guys like me have that. My main focus has always been rock and roll because you know I'm, a, I'm an Elvis Beatles uh, sampling, sure. You know from my from I got that from my cousins and then you know going to Puerto Rico I learned about the Spanish music and the salsa and all that stuff. So I, I I had a mix and and but it was it's okay for me I guess culturally to be that way. But there was this guy and this is where I'm going. This is a big intro to go into this guy. There was this guy is we're gonna call him Lewis. Right. It's not his name. Uh, it, might, it may or may not be. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it is Lewis. Okay. Hi, Lewis. So Lewis, good guy. You know, he was <laughs> he was a Caucasian. Okay. Right. And uh, you where know, did he hail from? Uh, he hailed from I want to say Kentucky, either Tennessee. Virginia. I want to say West Vir- Virginia. I, no, no, it wasn't from West Virginia. Okay. I want to say Virginia, Maryland, something like that. Okay. Good soldier. You know, dressed like a soldier, had a haircut of a soldier, everything. It's good. So here, here, one day we're looking at Lewis walking down the hallway and we really had to double take because he had a Adidas jumpsuit and a do-rag. Oh, like, oh, whoa. oh, oh, oh. that's what I'm talking about. Wow. <laughs> so he was from Baltimore probably. <laughs> I don't know where Inner city from. area. Anyway. <laughs> wow. It's like, whoa. <laughs> nice. Who is this guy? <laughs> that wasn't the guy that was in formation, you know, half yeah. an hour ago. Totally different guy. Now. Totally different guy. And totally different demeanor. He was, you know, he was like Run DMC Jr. You know, and, and he had the lingo down and the whole thing. Wow. And and a lot of it had to do with the music he was listening to. You know, it wow. was, you know, it, for lack of better terms. And again, like I said, this is white bread guy. Uh-huh. You know, and all of a sudden he's he's doing his thing, and it's like and he had raps and the whole deal. You know, it was it was he was a. Uh, 
he was a funny guy. I thought he was a funny guy. I, I enjoyed talking to him. I, you know, did I make fun of him too? Yeah, sure, it is. Sure, I did. He was, he was, he's easy target, you know. But, it, but it was in uh, in good fun. You know, it wasn't in bad fun. Right. I understand. And, but uh, yeah, and, and you know, it was. He was a. Uh, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing. I had never seen that. That's the first time I had seen, you know, a uh, 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 a white rap lover. You know, I guess. And uh, you know, it, it rubbed off very bad with you know with his uh, his partners, and then. Obviously, the uh, the rap lovers. Well, when you're stationed, rap fans really love. When you're stationed somewhere in the military, you don't know who you're going to be with. Yeah, and you're just going to be thrown into a group, and you're going to have somebody from every different type of culture and group in in that mix. So, so you're going to yeah. see all sorts of wild stuff that you've never seen before. So yeah, and he, he would use a lot of the the jargon and the lingo that you would hear on the records, and you know Houdini and. Uh, the rest of those uh, the rappers of that time. He was into uh, magic too. Curtis Blow. No, no, Dini was a was a rapper. rapper. Yeah, I remember some of those. I, you know, because you would go out to the clubs with mm. Z at the end. You, <laughs> you had to be cool <laughs> to see what was going on. You know, <laughs> you had to watch some Soul Train that Saturday to learn what to learn the dance to learn whatever move was going okay. on. Yeah, I see yeah, it. I work in that. <laughs> This week, who's playing this week? Oh, Bon Jovi. But next weekend, we're going to go to the Firefly Lounge and see what's going on out there. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Finally, now we're in our, we're back in the zone. Okay. We're back in the zone, Adam. We're back in the zone. We're back in the zone. Woo, look at this. Listen to those chords, baby. Come yeah. on now, Adam. Yeah. You know who this is. Who is it, baby? We love this guy. We love this guy on this podcast. Woo! It's Slash. It's Slash. Oh, the guy wow. Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Starlight, baby. Okay. Starlight. If you would have went to, if you went with me to that show X amount of years ago that you see on that wall there, was it listed in the track list in it there? Was. There it is, right there. It's probably. Uh, third, oh yeah, third it is. Right, down. right before Sweet Child of Mine. Third way down. There you go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I missed out. That's a great song, man. Great, great, great song. Great song. Great song. So something to listen to as you go home this morning. Okay. December the 9th, two thousand and one, Adam. Okay. Right. Now, don't get too excited. Okay. <laughs> You're lowering my expectations already. Perhaps hoping for a Nigel Tufnell. <laughs> did, I, did I get that right? Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Spinal tap moment. Uh-huh. This actually sucks. This is really bad news. Oh, no. Slash showed up at the joint in the Hard Rock in Las Vegas. Okay. Where the then current version of Axl Rose, his Guns and Roses, and his Guns and Roses was playing. He showed up. He showed up. Okay, with a purpose in mind. Maybe with a purpose in mind, but this is what happened. Oh no! Slash was denied. He was like barred at the door. They wouldn't mm-hmm. let him in. Band, the band management didn't let him go in. Oh, saying that they didn't want to jeopardize the show and upset Axl. So did Axl get information to say, "Hey, Slash is out there"? I don't. Did it, it get they, that far? They, it didn't get that far. It, whoa, 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 what's that? Oh, that's you. Hey, it's out. <laughs> so listen. So Slash do you think, do you denied. Think, okay. Do you think Axel gave uh, instruction to band management to say, hey, if Slash darkens the door of this joint, you kick him out? 
I don't want to see that guy. I don't want nothing to do with that guy. Do you think he issued that? I, or do you think they were just saying, Axel is such a sensitive flower that if we say something, like if uh, Slash shows up, Axel might run out the back door and go cancel the show or something. Do you think, do you think it's one of those two? It's the story said band management. <laughs> Didn't you, weren't you listening? <laughs> yeah, but but it's all about Axel. Axel is the is the whole main thing in that version of Guns N' Roses, right? When yeah. when he was, yeah, the, nobody, he was the last remaining. Nobody member. wanted to see the guy with the Kentucky Fried Chicken uh, bucket, bucket in his head. Yeah, <laughs> but he could have put out the decree. Actually, my cousin hey, Joey, I don't see this guy. My cousin Joey saw this version of Guns N' Roses. He loved it. Was it so, on the uh, Vegas? Uh, Residency? Residency? I don't know. I wouldn't know. I don't know. But anyway, going back to the story, yeah, it doesn't say if it was Axel or not. It just says band management. Okay. So, but, but can you imagine? He might have graced that the stage moment, there. That moment. Mm-hmm. The fans, I believe, were robbed. Oh, absolutely. If I was in the if I was in the stands, but are we thinking about Buckethead's feelings? Uh, who's that? I mean, who, <laughs> you, honestly, you brought up Buckethead. Yeah, yeah, but you it, brought up Buckethead. But I'm just being stupid, you know, for a minute. Oh, I mean, oh, who, oh. Really? Buckethead, come on now. I'm sure he's a talented musician. I'm sure. Yeah. Super, you know, you're, you're just not some nana panana they pull off the street. But, no. you know, it's just, hello, it's time for you to get on your knees and, and do the uh, the Wayne's World uh, adoration because one, the, the, one of the greatest living guitar gods has just walked into the into the building at the joint at the hard rack cafe did you see how all the 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 uh the the stars and the moons were lining up on this Mm -hmm. slash guns and roses the joint hard rock cafe las Mm. vegas yeah you know this was this would have been a youtube explosion if youtube would have existed back then yeah 2001 yeah now slash never appeared as a guest with Guns N' Roses, right? I think Duff, I think, I think Duff did so did on a Izzy, few shows. So did Izzy Stradlin. Izzy yeah. and uh, I think the drummer showed up on some shows too. Matt Sorum? Uh, no, not Matt Sorum. The first oh, one. Uh, Steven Adler? Uh, Steve Adler, yeah. But yeah, Slash never until the full reunion thing happened. Wow. What a shame. I think that the fans So he robbed. actually possibly showed up with full intent of saying, yeah, I'll come out and play a song. Let's say, okay, okay, so you're Slash. Adam, thank you. Thank you. Would you leave your house without your uh, Gibson Les Paul? No. If you're going to go to a show? No. It's like leaving without my ID. Yeah. You you have to have it in tow. That's your appendage for sure. Exactly. That has to go with you. Right. So I would think he was ready. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been awesome. They would have just absolutely lost their minds. And this it is would have 2000. Been such, it would have been such a treat. It would have been maybe, at that point, maybe 10 years, eight years since they had broken up. And this was 2001. And the reunion didn't happen until 2016. Yeah, 2016. So another, six, another 15, 15 years. 15 years, yeah. So we could have had this reunion over a decade earlier. They could have been producing albums. Just one. Just one. One. One to give you a hint that this is coming. Yeah. You know how many rock fans died waiting for that to happen? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I remember this. <laughs> These are the Donnas. The Donnas? I don't know the Donnas. Yeah, you don't know the Donnas? No. That's a. How do you describe the Donnas? They were like from the Lisa Loeb era, that era, kind of like that. Okay. The Lilith Fair kind of thing. Anyway, okay. that's the Donnas gold medal. You can cut it off if you want. All right. <laughs> because we're going to be talking about some medals. Adam, the Donnas, man. But yes. we're, we're talking about gold medals, right? Sure. So we're going to be talking about actually not gold medals, but about a medal. 
in December the 5th of 2007, mm-hmm. the member of the most excellent award of the British Empire, or MBE medal, okay. that John Lennon returned to the Queen was found. Oh, was found? Mm-hmm. In the royal vault oh, okay. of the St. James Palace. All right. John Lennon returned the medal in November of 1969. Okay. Do you know any other information on this? When did he receive the medal? How long did he have it in his custody, and and when did he return it? Why did he return it? So here's the deal: it was it was it was in his custody because they they made it available to him. Okay. But then he returned it with a letter that said, "Your Majesty, mm-hmm. I am returning my MBE as a protest against Britain's involvement in the Nigeria Biafra thing, just like that thing, Biafra thing, mm-hmm. against against our support of America in Vietnam and against cold turkey slipping down the charts." <laughs> Put a bit of humor in there as well. <laughs> With love, John Lennon. <laughs> I couldn't have stayed on top of the charts for a few more weeks, could I? Feel <laughs> bird. Thank you for the voice there. <laughs> Historians were calling for the medal to be put on public display. Now, is it is this a thing that's like embossed with his name? Is it is it like actually uh, like carved in there to uh, presented to John Lennon? Like you, I had like you, I had you know when you showed me those pictures from the from the what the frijoles? Sure. So I had a picture of the medal. So, oh wow, fantastic! Uh, let me see if I could bring this up real quick from my other. Uh, anyway, in the long long story, that's kind of a you know in your face, queenie face. Yeah, you know if you get if you go get an Olympic gold medal. It's just a generic gold medal, you looks know. Like, it looks like, like I deleted it, so just Google M B M M E. What is it? M B E. M B E. And it's gonna be the blue one because there's like there's different categories uh, of these kind of stuff. This was like for civil service. Yes. So it wasn't like military service no. or anything like that. So right. This is civilian. Even award. though he wore military fatigues from some. Time no, he time. did. He did. He, man, he took <laughs> pictures with it. <laughs> so I, I mean, it's it's a. Uh, mm, I would say, what's that? What's that one medal we give out here? Medal of Freedom, is it? Yeah, Medal of Freedom is one. I think that's the equivalent of something like that. That uh, the you know the uh, the the, the, old the civilian bag, equivalent, the old like the highest order. Out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying what they say out there. <laughs> <laughs> she handed out in a bag. Yeah, it's just like oh. Monty Python or something. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, Tommy, tis the season. Ah, oh, we just can't escape it, can't we? <laughs> we won't play this one. We don't know. We'll have to play it next week, though. Still, right? I don't think. I hope not. We'll be hearing it for sure, not playing it. <laughs> Adam, 2006, buddy. December the 11th of 2006. Yes, sir. This song right here, All I Want for Christmas is You. What were the chances I, I knew that one by heart? Mm-hmm. By none other than Mar- Mariah Carey. Becomes the first ringtone certified gold for sales of over half a million sold. Wow. What year was this? This is not, uh, 2006, Adam. 2006? Even, what, what cell phones even, did we have? Even ringtones. What cell phones did we have in 2006? Oh, 2006. Were we having already Motorola the Motorola Razor? The Razors, I think. Yeah, because I believe... Uh, I believe... Uh, you're going to torture me with this, aren't you? Because <laughs> I, I can't remember. Uh, no, I mean, no. I'm talking I, about my... the, I was talking about the song. I wasn't talking about... Oh, yeah, I was going to keep it up through the I whole was, thing. If, Hold on. If, uh, no, no, no. Please, no, no. 
Play accept again. <laughs> Go back to accept. Oh, no. I remember my first cell phone. It was like a brick. It was like a, a solid brick, and it had a, like a stubby little antenna on it. Mm -hmm. And you could press the, the button. It had no display to speak of. You could see like numbers. It had a couple little games you could do with like kind of like Pong type games or something where you'd move something and hit thing like a, a number chase type thing. But it was not much to speak of. And but I can I could change the cell phone's ringer, but I didn't know that I could buy one at that time. I don't know. Two thousand six. I know that when I returned. Oh my back, god, it's terrible. When I returned back from the Middle East, my daughter had a cell phone because my wife had bought her one. I want to say it was a razor. And the reason had to, be, had to be later. The reason I remember it was well, in 2006, around when I came back, July 2006. Okay. So, and I remember it very clearly because we had spoken about it that we were very careful about giving our kids uh, cell phones because you had to give. If I gave Monica one, guess who would get one? Who's four years younger? Mm -hmm. Little guy, Big Bubba, the where, producer. Where's mine? Yeah, where's mine? So, yeah. and anyway, I remember that particular one because you don't love me. Yeah. You don't love me, Dad? Yeah. Well, well, let me now check this out. I remember, I remember that one because Monica, uh, at the time, you had like limited text. Oh, yes. You could do like 300 only, a only month. A, only or, a limited amount of minutes yeah, and text. Yeah. Yes. So I remember our bill was crazy. So I ended up calling and I told her, I said, this is not going to work. And Monica was like, you know, was already on, on, the, uh, on the lawyer path saying, Dad, if you get the unlimited plan, you know, so, so she already had a plan. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say that in 2006, you would put ring tones on there I guess. I guess I don't know if they were actual song ringtones maybe they would have been chimes I don't know I can't remember that far when it comes yeah, to I don't that remember. so I remember my first cell phone was like you said a big block it was a Motorola it mm. looked like a brick with some carvings in it and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was I had I used it when I was in the IG yeah. You know, because it's useless. It's no good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing. So I put it on my desk and I said, if you have a complaint here, use this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some HR IG humor. Uh -huh. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. <laughs> like, I'm not about to listen to shit you got to say. <laughs> Mariah Carey, I can't believe. That's crazy. Oh, thank you, Adam. That's way better. I was going to say, oh. just go ahead and play Accept again. <laughs> I know. It's like, oh. Maybe we ought to add that to our permanent playlist, the oh, Accept man, Pandemic is... song. Yeah, exactly. Matter of fact, go, ahead, go, go right back. And go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not disrespect Pantera. That's good. Uh, this is a chilled out Pantera song right here. Cemetery Gates. Mm -hmm. yep. Adam, and it's not to speak about any... We're, we're using like bad news, a lot of bad news today in the new... In the, uh, for being December, you think it'd be like, oh, you had some child, somebody, some famous rock star, you know, something like that, but not this. Well, look at our news that we have nowadays. All the all the news that comes across is all it's typically all negative. It's death, all bad stuff. Death related COVID. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> and the, these people that you like, oh yeah, they just died. And the politicians oh. still fighting over who won, won the election. We're not going to give you any money either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're going to yeah. shut down your business, and yeah, we're not going to yeah, give you yeah, any yeah, money. Yeah. Well, even though we got the presidential. Uh, the uh, the president, the executive order for the twenty fourth were off as well. Oh, do you did? Yeah, 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 yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Got that today. <laughs> Pantera guitarist. Dimebag. Dimebag Daryl Adam mm -hmm. on December the eighth, two thousand and eight. Mm -hmm. Along with four other people was killed mm. by a gunman who had stormed. The stage while he was playing with Damage Plan, the other band he was in. Right. With his brother, right? In Al Rosa Villa Club. Al Rosa Vigia Club. Or what is it? Villa Club. 
in Columbus, Ohio, dude. Deranged guy. Deranged guy. First yep. song of the night, gets up on stage and starts shooting. Nathan and- Gale was the guy's name. He was age 25, began firing at the band and crowd, then was shot and killed by a cop uh, who arrived shortly after the first shots were fired. Mm. Yep, Gale was discharged from the service. He was a former Marine. The reason for the discharge was not disclosed by the Marines. I'll go figure. Mental defect. Yeah, that's right. Although Gale told his mother and a former employer that he had received a diagnosis of paranoid schizophrenia prior to his discharge. Oh, untreated, unmedicated. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, a, you know, here's another guy that uh, may not have been thrusted up through uh, to the, uh, the, the throngs of fame of, let's say, a Justin Bieber, you know? Mm-hmm. Or something like, you know, somebody like that. Talking about Dimebag? Dimebag, though, was a legend. Yeah. In the the, uh, hard rock, heavy metal metal world. In the metal world. Mm -hmm. He lived that lifestyle to the max. Him and his brother. I would have to agree with you there. A fan of Abbott's. Of course, this is Gale, the guy who killed him, right? Mm -hmm. Of the previous band, Pantera. Uh, Gale's friends reported that he believed Pantera had stolen his lyrics and that its members were attempting to steal his identity. That's what the, this is what this guy's friend. Well, the, the crazy part is who would admit to being this guy's friend after killing Dimebag? It's like, I just knew the dude. He lived across the street. Yeah. That's what I'd be saying. Wow. Yes. Terrible. Five deaths. Four, uh, four on stage, which were Dimebag, his bodyguard, a fan, I believe security, and the the gunman himself five that night in uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a higher profile artist who was killed on stage that like way? That? No, I don't think. Hmm. At least not in the metal world, the world that we. Because we've had other shootings, like in was it France or Paris? The mm-hmm. Eagles of Death Metal. Somebody went in there and started shooting up people in that concert and killed, I don't know, and And, and in other genres, too, you know, we've already spoken about one of my favorite artists, Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah, that, that was a bombing, wasn't it? <laughs> that was it? a bombing, in yeah. London. And they, she was on stage, I believe, when it happened, I'm not sure. And there was a gunman uh, in Vegas the for not, that country. The nut bag from, yeah, from... from the country mm-hmm. festival or whatever it was, and started, uh-huh. started... And he had, like, shooting. the high-powered, like, machine yeah. gun. You know, I would just say that... Uh, any fans of the Tommy Adam Hart and Impacas, please refrain from any shooting our way. <laughs> <laughs> we're nobody. <laughs> no, no. As a matter of fact, we've got people denying us as yeah. is. <laughs> Adam, oh, it's getting better, buddy. You're, you're turning it's it up getting now. Better. It's getting better. Oh. Woo, thank you. <laughs> For an hour and a half in, Woo, we're on a, we're on an upward trend now. Yeah, 2013. I like that. Yeah, Adam, I liked it. I liked it. It was really good. It was very James Hetfieldish. I stole your yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we could just go back, back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Woo, what happened in 2013? 2013, December the 9th, Adam. Yes. Literally rocking, literally, literally rocking. How's it going? Literally. Literally rocking. Literally rocking the entire world, wherever they may roam, Adam. Yeah. Metallica played a gig inside the dome at the Argentine Antarctic base Carlini, thus becoming the first band ever to play all seven continents, continents. in our planet. Fitting Ooh, that it's Metallica. Oh, man. man. Was that great news or what? 
Did it, was there a bunch of penguins out there headbanging? Ah, uh, you know, I bet you they were mosh pitting in there. So there was a, a, a <laughs> penguin mosh pit of some sort. Well, usually they get all those tight groups, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they, cl- they clutch together. They get all mm-hmm. real close. Yep. But now this one, there's some, probably uh, some trampling in there. And as they were moshing, yes. they were body surfing a seal. <laughs> <laughs> then the walrus tried to get in on it, and that was the end of that. <laughs> Survival of the fittest kicked in. No. Now, how how many people did they play for? Uh, how no, many people were actually there? Okay, let me see. During the concert, audio was transmitted to an audience made up of competition-winning fans from Latin America through headphones. So Latin America was the one that was able to, uh, so to they were, enjoy They were the only that. one to actually enjoy mm-hmm. it. Oh, wow. Stage in, conjun- in conjunction with Coca-Cola Zero, which was obviously the sponsor, mm-hmm. was it was only the second gig ever to take place on the continent, following a performance in 2007 from a group of musical scientists called Nanatech. But yeah, that's uh, Metallica, not the Nanook, whatever these guys name. Was it a, a full Metallica concert, like uh, two and a that, half that, hours worth? I didn't get all that into. I really didn't go into all that. I I would. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> that's all I had to say. Do we about do we that. know the temperature at the time of concert? It didn't say that either. Why? I'm gonna have to. I just want to know. You know what? Next week you write the outline. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got the hard enough with two segments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, Whoa. significant album, buddy. Oh, you've picked a big one this oh, week. a humongous one. Everybody knows this. You're going to love the numbers on this, too. Oh, good. Woof. Released December the 8th. We're going to say who it is? 1976. It's the Eagles, baby. Hotel yeah. California. Why oh, would we, yeah. Why would we even say it? Well, some people might not know. Their fifth studio album, man. Mm-hmm. By American rock group legend. Mm-hmm. Musicians at a level that you just don't know. Singers, harmonizers, melody makers, the Eagles. Singers all. Everybody in That's the band right. yep. took took a turn at the yep. mic. Did you notice that the greatest bands have a lot of singers in them? The longevity bands? Hmm. Starting off right? starting off with the Beatles. Sure. They all yeah, sang. Everybody sang. Yep. All right. Kiss. <laughs> Rolling, Rolling Stones have been around forever. Wait a minute, you just glanced over Kiss. <laughs> Right, yeah, okay, I did. Aerosmith has two, by the way. Yeah, those are the exceptions. That's two. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you go to Eagles, it's like tag team wrestling up there. Yeah, they just pass each off to each other. Yeah. So yeah, in 2013, the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, right, mm-hmm. showed it to have sold over 17 million copies in the U.S. Okay, worldwide though. It has sold 32 million copies. Oh, wow. That's right. That's got to be one of the most successful now, this records is, of all this time. This is the most current of, uh, of statistics that I have here on this paper. On August 20th of 2018, mm-hmm. the album, Hotel California, this one right here, was certified 26 times, times platinum. platinum. How's that? <laughs> The 20, 25 million, is that the Diamond Diamond Award or that's whatever that diamond, is? Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. That's yep. insane. And it's, that's just down to check this out. The, mm-hmm. the uh, record recording industry, right? Uh, Association of America uh, says that the 26 million units consumed in the United States under the new system that tallies albums and digital track sales as they stream. 
man. This is one of the most biggest albums, especially for an American artist. I mean, can you think of a bigger album by an American band or artist? And the moods, the tempos, ah. the, uh, the, uh, the genre underscores, the different, the, the different uh, flavors that you get on this album. Yeah, and it, and it is and it is a concept album though. A lot of people don't know that about the this fictional hotel California. Is that what we're talking well, about? Well, or it's what is it? more of a romantical Southwest, okay, kind of vibe. Different songs, things that happen within these smaller towns. Uh, a little, a little of Americana of that uh, kind of uh, life. Mm -hmm. is more than anything. So the album was nominated for several Grammy Awards in 1978, even though it came out in 1976. And the reason being is because it was released in December. It plays for almost a year. So the next year, that whole, the 2000, the, excuse me, the 1977 awards had already been set up by the time Hotel California comes out. So Hotel California has a whole year oh my God, to yeah. rampage on the charts. Yeah. So in 1978, it was nominated for several Grammys, like I had said. And uh, for its title track, Hotel California, that there's very little people that have never heard that song. Oh, yeah. It's just the, the, the slide of the Kalitas, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. I don't even know if I got that right. But anyway, the scent of the Kalitas. Uh, and which won record of the year that year. Wow. So the band manager, uh, Irvin Azoff, however, re refused request by the Grammy producer for the band to attend and perform at the ceremony, Adam. Why? Unless, oh, unless, unless they had assurances, unless they had a guarantee, that <laughs> we're gonna take, win. we're gonna yeah, take the trophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Then, then Henley was Don Henley was interviewed a little bit later, and he said the whole idea of a contest to see who is the best, and that's in quotes, just doesn't appeal to us. Like you know what, we're the we're the Eagles. We've been blowing everybody away for the past what 15, 16 months. Yeah, I feel like you he, know? Don Henley's a bit full of himself. Oh yeah. Definitely. But when you're that talented, you could be that way. Yeah. I, I, I can relate to that. Now, was this the first album that had Joe Walsh? Yes, it was. In, in the Eagles? Yes, it was, yeah. On the roster were Don Felder, mm -hmm. Don Henley, Glenn Fry, Randy Miser, and Joe Walsh, the first Eagles album to have him on it. Not he came on it. It already started. Uh, they started work on it, but he contributed uh, to some of the songs on there. Mm-hmm. Amongst these songs uh, were Hotel California, which right. we already heard, right? Sure. And the song has been ranked 49 on the Rolling Stones list of 500 greatest songs of all time. And that's uh, their most current uh, uh, is, is listing. That, is that all songs of all genres, too? Uh, of whatever whatever Rolling Stone wants to put on there. So, yeah. It was, probably, it's, probably a everything. it's probably a list that, that U2's Bono used to grow up or be influenced oh. by. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't that, know. that list. <laughs> the liberal list includes everybody. Uh -huh. yeah, so. yeah, Hotel California. Oh, <coughs> excuse me. New Kid in Town. Mm -hmm. That's a Glenn Fry on, on the vocals on this. Is yep. Fast. Life in the, in fast, the fast Lane, like we're hearing yes. it right now. Life in the Fast Lane right now. Crank that up a little bit. There you go right there. Mm. How bluesy is that, man? That's some Texas stuff right there. You could hear a little bit of ZZ in There's there. There's probably a little bit of competition 
between these guys. When, the, when they're writing material, course, yeah. they say, my song's going to make it on the record. Yeah. Oh, no, no, this one's better. What this do you would, think? What do you think? And that, that's why there's so yeah, much struggle inside is, that this band. This would be like the, Queen's, the Queen version of The Night at the Opera. This is what I want on this song. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Wasted Time's also on there. They had a reprise also of uh, Wasted Time. Victim of Love, Pretty Minds All in a Row, Try and Love Again, The Last Resort. Yep. So, yep. Significant man, album, man. These are huge, huge songs. Significant there. album, bro. Crazy. I don't know if you've ever had a more and, significant and, album. You know, than this one. <laughs> other than other than the ones that I've compiled myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's right. The, the fictional Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast albums. <laughs> <laughs> Born this week in rock and roll, Adam. Yeah. We're jumping from Hotel California. Yes, sir. To rock and roll junkie. Right. <laughs> Motley Crue. So who's this group right here, baby? Born. Frank Carlton Serafino. Frank Carlton Serafino. Ferrana Jr. What? Mr. Nikki Six, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man. Uh, American musician, songwriter, radio host, author, photographer, best known as the co-founder and bassist of Motley Crue, also the primary songwriter for that group. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yep. Prior to forming Motley Crue, he was a member of a group called Sister and another one called London, not the London one that uh, that was on the pop charts. It was a London glam kind of deal. Oh. And uh, he was born on December the 12th, 1953. And his first date of death was December. <laughs> <laughs> was December the 23rd, 1970. <laughs> Record scratch on that. Oh, no, he's, he's still alive. We got him back. <laughs> then after he, he was revived. Yeah. So, so he, he has one birth and one death on the record. <laughs> it must be a first. It has, it has to be a first of the time in Adam Hart today. <laughs> Adam, you know who this guy is. Oh, this guy was born in 1957, buddy. One of these guys? Yes, one of these guys. Oh my gosh, is it uh, one Joe Elliott? Phil Collins, Phil Collins. Mr. <laughs> Dreamy, Mr. Grease, Mr. Greased up. <laughs> 63 today, man. This man, 63. Song, rock till you drop, man. I love Six. this song. Rock, rock till you drop. 63. Can you believe that guy? Oof. Yes, I can. I, I saw him. He was right before me, sweating all over me. I know. He came out onto the stage already dripping with, with moisture. Uh, I think this will be one of those uh, those unforgettable uh, Tom and Adam moments. <laughs> My, my my eyes were affixed like, on him the whole time. The like, how, how are the world? What a what, shame we didn't do a have, workout before he got out we, here. What a shame we'd have a podcast during that time. <laughs> anyway, he replaced Mr. Pete Willis while he was fired for being an alcoholic. Okay. And uh, he showed up, and he's going to try out for the band, right? And now that they got a workout-aholic. <laughs> yes, they, they got a guy that just can't stop yep, working yep, out yep. and lifting weights. Yep. Mutt Lange, was, who was the producer of that phenomenal record, Pyromania. Mm. said, you know what, just go ahead and play some solos to these songs that we've already recorded. And he blew them away. Mm. That's right. The first one he played to was to Stage Fright. How, how appropriate. Okay. He was uh, uh, brought into the band and made, quickly made friends with uh, Steve Clark, and uh, there they went on to So be... he played new, inspired, 
mm-hmm. in uh, uh, solo creations on the spot for these these songs that they already had. Yep, they were him and Steve were known as the Terra Twins in recognition of their uh, guitar and musical talents. Uh, so this guy is pretty awesome. Now, Adam, we're gonna go to the third birthday, but before we do that, we have to do a uh, third birthday uh, recognition as a side note. Before we do, is this a two point five birthday? <laughs> no, this is oh. this is a pretty significant birthday. Okay. It was the birthday of a uh, periodical. Okay. On December the tenth of nineteen fifty three. The first issue of Playboy magazine was published. Oh, <laughs> that's an important moment. Yeah. So we had to fit it in before the third birthday, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be recognized, obviously. And it had none other than Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, Monroe on the cover. That's right. Sure. Yeah. Over the next two decades, Playboy shows up on several hit songs as well, since this is a music podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Playboy by the Marvelettes. That was in 1962. Okay. He's just a playboy by the Drifters in 1964. So Playboy was was getting a... uh, Now, Playboy uh, didn't have to mean actually a reference to the magazine. It could be uh, the style of man. He was out there playing with a bunch of women, you know, he's... Playing with their emotions, playing according, with their hearts. According to whoever wrote this, they were, this was an homage to this. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Some other people done this, also, as well as you 2 they, they did an homage to the mansion of Playboy. So, oh. a, a very a notorious place for uh, party goers. Right. In the 90s, a new variation of the term of Playboy showed up as Playa. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Shortened that. There you go bit. right there. Songs, mm-hmm. lo- songs that included Player was I'm a Playa by Too Short. Yeah. Playa's Ball by Outcast. Okay. Playa's Anthem by Junior M A F I A. Uh Junior Mafia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't wanna be a player by Fat Joe would be that one. Oh. Uh, I am not a player by Big Pun. Okay. So there you go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> there's the there's our homage. Happy birthday, Playboy. Now Play Playboy is still ongoing, is it still exist, right? Mm. Let me see. Because I thought I thought they ceased production for a while, but then I thought somebody they they'd re they resurrected it. They did. Let me check real quick. Let me since you let me. Uh, what the hell? You didn't get the latest issue. What the hell? What's the, what are we gonna be doing today? It's too cold outside anyway. Yeah, might as well. Uh, says here first. Yeah, it has the first issue founded. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, final issue, dude. Uh, March the seventeenth, twenty twenty. Okay. Wow. Thank God this was on vi- oh, on, on wiki, God. not on, oh, not no. on the naughty websites. Yes. But I don't know what uh, what uh, man that did not like to be informed in the current events had never read. A- I always read the articles. There was always <laughs> they, were, they were always popular. Talked about the current events. <laughs> Adam, buddy, we have got there. Getting ready to pull out your ass. We're there. Tommy and Adam are today podcast birthday number three. How's that app going, Ooh, Adam? Man. How's that? How's that app going? It's loading. Uh, it's loading. It's, how's that app going? <laughs> <laughs> it's moving. All right. <laughs> Adam X3, our Instagram secret agent. Okay. What did he find for <laughs> us? Use the app this week, buddy. You're going you're gonna to be absolutely amazed by this. Okay. Woo. Man, he came up with this beautiful and blessed okay. Instagram model. Okay. That, okay. That if Playboy Who is it? If Playboy would have existed... <laughs> Let me let me go ahead and keep doing this and, uh, and dragging it. this out. <laughs> You're suffering there. I can see that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this model was good enough to be on the page. Good oh, oh, also okay. on Bigums. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> her name is Tata Zinga. What's her, ta- ta- what's her tag? What's her tag? Tata ha Morena is actually her name. And her handle is T H A T H A M O R E N N A. Tata Zinger. And that's that would be that Ha Morena would be the uh I, I messed up. Come on now. Come what on is it? Now. What is it again? T H A T H A M O R M O R E N N A. That ha Morena. Tata Zinga. There you go, right there. Nice. Zinga. Okay. She has she has a modest uh, following, thirty eight thousand followers, with only one hundred and thirty five posts. Yes, she follows two hundred and seventy nine. Now here's the now, th- no, okay. You said thirty eight thousand followers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking at it right now. It says forty point seven thousand. So, it's so gone she's up. increasing. So, yeah, so it's gone up. So it's gone wait, up. wait until after it comes out on well, this we, episode. We, we can't. We cannot. We cannot. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> You know, everybody listens. All the sickos listen to this, to this bar. X3 can't be blamed for that because when he probably researched this one, that's what it had at the time. Oh, so, man. So we got to be you know, grateful to, H, H, uh, to X3 for this one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, since we're going to, you know, on, on this podcast, we're going we're gonna to showcase not only the, the, the mega hot social media star model, but we're also going to, you know, showcase the kind lesser, of the, kind of the, the deep cut. Yeah, the exact. You know, that's what I got down here. <laughs> the, deep they, the deep cuts of Instagram. Right. There you go, right there. I, I like it. You know, they they've earned a spot. You know, and it, it, you know, now now you're looking at Tata, right? Are you looking at her finally? Yeah, I'm. I'm you there. Have there, I'm on, there on the uh, on the uh, Lord of the G String app. Yes. Of the Tommy and Adam Hodge. Yes, I'm logged podcast, in. Right? You got that? Yes. Okay, so. If you notice, go down to the one where, oh. uh, let me see, let me pull that one up real quick. I know that there are some of these so. posts that actually have like short videos attached to them. That's the one we're going to go to. And there's so, plenty yes. of jiggle. So, no, no, not, that's not jiggle. That's though. not jiggle? No, no, jiggle would What do you be, call that? Jiggle would make it raunchy and dirty. What, what would you call that? That, okay, now are you playing it? Are you I'm playing? looking at, okay. I mean, there's motion. Okay, oh, now man. on that motion, okay, I want you to, I want to, I want you to, to uh, observe it for a minute. Is that the one? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of them. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you lost my place. <laughs> you done screwed me up here. What did I do? <laughs> okay. I went to where you told me that. Okay, I'm following okay, the app. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay the app okay. has fed me all this okay, wonderful okay, material. Okay, okay. Find one that, that I think, let me see. Let me, let, let me look at it again, okay? Let me all right, I'll, I'll go, go to the most recent I don't want, I don't want, oh my God, I just, I think I hit the, I turned off the recorder. No, I'm good. <laughs> so I don't know what that one is either. <laughs> go to the fourth one down. Oh, crap, I believe... Okay. I leave. I went oh, way okay. down. I was okay. way no, down. No, you need to go. Okay. That's the one I saw that oh, I said okay. that there was a lot of, you know. <laughs> okay, okay. Good okay, motion. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, this is where this yeah. is, okay, this is where I want to go. See, you know, just for those who think that we're just out here and and googling and oogling now, over this these, is just, these young ladies. She is in an outfit that is totally leopard print. That's just right. So and it's uh, long sleeve, uh, long legs, um, full coverage. Everything is covered, but it's very tight. It's very snug. So I should be telling you two things. Okay. Yes. What two things are they telling you, right? Do you, can, do, do you have any idea? She's an you, animal. <laughs> that might be the third. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what, what is it telling me? Okay. This, as she's walking, okay, uh-huh. Adam Inland tells you that she has poise to be able to handle the catwalk at oh, modeling yeah. shows. Absolutely. Yes. Look, I mean, look at those high heels. I, are there heels? Oh, I didn't. 
I didn't look that far down. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Adam, concentrate. Okay. This is a serious part of the podcast, okay? Yes, yes. And it also tells you another thing that's really, really super important. Okay. That she's a conservationist. That lep, that snow leopard okay, print yes, right, yes. is telling you, I'm from Brazil. Mm-hmm. I want to bring conscious with my walk as I go down and model this jumpsuit okay. that you respect nature and especially the snow leopard that's what she's trying to that's convey. exactly what she's conveying i mean i i saw the video yeah and that's what i i didn't even think about how well her poise and how professional she looked on her modeling uh stances poises and poses mm-hmm. i thought about this you thought about the act absolutely the, the activism absolutely i i almost animal went, preservation i almost went and donated to her only fans no excuse me no no to the to the endangered snow leopard <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if there's snow leopards in the opposite. Is there any snow in the Amazon? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think it's a snow leopard. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, here's a Tata quote. Oh. So you'll just, you know, so she's, you know, she's very deep. Oh, good. And I'm gonna read it to you in Portuguese. It says, right. Ala pasa all, sigme e comentem bastante, estu a ordenes pa cualquier duvida. Beijos. I have no idea what that means. This is what it meant. I'm glad you asked that because I'm ready to answer that one. Good. Hello, people. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Follow me and comment a lot. That's what it said? That's what it says. <laughs> okay. I'm at your service for any doubts or questions. Kisses, smiley face times three. And guess what? She is so secure, Adam. And uh-huh. this is what we're going to leave you with. She also shares her page with many other models there, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hot you can look at these babes too. Well, yeah, I know. She shares <laughs> Thank her space. You, Lord of the G String app. <laughs> And thank you, Agent X3. You came through again. (laughs) (laughs) Adam, special mention birthday, buddy. Take a listen to this one right here. That's called laughing gas, Adam. Is it? Who's playing there? That is Mr. Randy Rhodes, baby. Oh, legend. Born this week in 1956 on December the 6th, man. Wow. So that is our tribute to Mr. Randy Rhodes, American heavy metal guitarist from Quiet Riot at the time that you're listening to this song right here. This is from some bootleg tape of some yeah, sort. Yeah, no kidding. And later of the Ozzy Osbourne band and fame, devoted student of classical guitar, a guitar teacher himself Rhodes combined his classical music influences with his own heavy metal style he died mm-hmm. in an aircraft crash while on tour with Ozzy mm. in Florida March of 1982 rest in peace and happy birthday Mr. Randy Rhodes may you be rocking wow Adam it's time for hashtag what the frijoles? It is. Break time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> do you need an energy bar or something? Uh, to, dude, I don't know what I need. To help you out? I don't know what's going on. Oh, my here. God. Oof, after Tata, well, I'm, still, I'm still, you know. Tommy, do you know where the uh, Cat- Catalan region is? We were just talking in about Spain. We were just talking about cats here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> snow Kitty le- cats. Snow oh, no, there's no left. <laughs> 
the Catalan region in Spain. Oh yeah, yeah. They have the. Uh, I've own, heard. I've heard of it. I've never been there. They have their own uh, Christmas traditions. I didn't there. know that. That's right. Um, let's see. Uh, they have Tio de Nadal. Tio is it T I O? T I O. Accent uncle? mark on the O. De Nadal. So Nadal's uncle. So Christmas log is what that means. Tio de Nadal. Tio de Nadal. Christmas logs. So okay. It is a hollow log with uh, stick legs okay. and a smiley face All and right. a floppy red hat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Yule branch with a scatological spin. Oh, wow. Its other name is Cagatio. Like shit deal? Shit log. <laughs> <laughs> that I did know. So, For some reason, I knew what Kaga means. <laughs> so on December 8th of East. Each year. We, oh, this week. So this we, just, we've this just past week, it. yeah. So maybe we can go and take part in this okay. now. I hope not. The Feast of Immaculate Conception. Oh, wow. Happens. Families bring out the happy log. Every night until December 24th, children are tasked with feeding, quote unquote, the log by offering him nuts, dried fruit, and water. Kids must also cover. Nuts in the log? Tio de Nadal. <laughs> With a blanket to ensure he stays warm and comfortable. Wow. On Christmas Eve, it is time for the little shit log to shine. <laughs> Children gather around the red-headed branch. So 17 days after? And beat him with sticks while singing the traditional Tio de Nadal song. Oh, wow. And translated, it goes, shit log, shit nougats, hazelnut, and Mateo cheese. If you don't shit well, I'll hit you with a stick. Shit log is the song. <laughs> no. This comes then after the, after the singing of the shit log song is a miracle. The kids take back the blanket covering Tio de Nadal's uh, body and discover the dear log has pooped out a pile of goodies and oh presents. Oh, my God. I just... <laughs> The end. Let's go to Spain. The end of the defecation session is signaled with the presence of a stinky herring. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, when everyone has collected their gifts from Tio de Nadal, the family burns him for warmth. Isn't that nice? So it's multi-purpose. It, yeah, where you, it's it's like uh, the conservationists do everything. They also have other uh, poop-related holiday things. Uh, they also have, if you take a look at any nativity scene, if you look. Uh, near to the edges, you'll see a person called Kaganer. Kaganer? Kaganel? Maybe. A porcelain man copping a squat in, <laughs> in the presence of Mary, Joseph, and the three wise men. Kaganer is not meant to be sacrilegious. His fertilization of holy ground heralds a prosperous harvest for the new year. And that is our What the Frijoles for this week. <laughs> Adam, what do you read? What, what, <laughs> a web, what websites was, are you It was timely. On? It was this time of year. Oh it was when you bring gosh. out your shit log. It makes me, good. It makes me feel good about my, uh, my monolith <laughs> out there with, with my manger. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy, Whoa. but in Spain, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's weird traditions everywhere, apparently. <laughs> like the tradition on this show <laughs> of... 
It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. Mm. Amaze me again, Adam. Oh, Tommy. I don't think you could beat your Kaganair. No, I don't think so. <laughs> That's the top of the show. But, uh, That's the, the high point today. You know, I, I usually try to pare it down to one individual sound of the week. Yeah, sure. But uh, this time, I'm going to branch out and I'm going to have a threefer. You're going to have a th- What? Three different sounds. So, we're going to start with this. I don't know if you've ever heard. Do you know The Who? Of course I do. You, uh, me, let me rephrase that. Tommy, you don't know The Who. Is it like The Who from Whoville? You don't know The Who. <laughs> okay. This is, this is The Who. All right. The Who is spelled H-U. You hear this song? You know this song, this, don't you? Yeah, Sad But True. That's right. Metallica. But it's being covered by The Who, which are Mongolian... Oh, and they're using like traditional Mongolian instruments and throat singing. How cool is that? And if we get to a singing part, you'll hear the Mongolian. Yeah. Wow. And here I thought Ramstein was angry. No, <laughs> these guys are good. The Who, I think, is short for the Huns, you know? Yeah. The Hun, Mongolian. Could be. Anyway, new from the the Who, this The Who, is a cover of Metallica's Sad But True. And I didn't think you'd probably heard that before. Mm, no, I didn't. I've seen something on social media, but I haven't hit the play button. Because mm. I keep my volume usually low <laughs> for, yeah. for the things that I, I usually that I receive via the WhatsApp. I understand. <laughs> yes, no. All right, for uh, sound number two. Go ahead, shoot, man. You got, so it's a, it's a double whammy, you like know, a bonus? You know, you know, Hanukkah is happening as well. Yes, Hanukkah. Yes. Hanukkah is happening. And uh, Greg Kirsten, do you know who Greg Kirsten no, is? No, I do not. He is a producer, producer of such artists as Adele. Excellent. Beck, Kelly Clarkson, Pink. Sia and the Foo Fighters. Pop, pop, and the, the Foo? Foo Fighters. Yes. So Greg Kirsten and Dave Grohl have joined forces to say that every night of Hanukkah they're going to put out a new song by uh, Jewish artists. I think I saw that on live, Loudwire. Now that you say, yeah, that. I think so. And the, a couple nights ago was night one of Hanukkah, and they came out with a song. You might recognize. This is Rob Zombie? No. Give it a little bit more time. Uh, oh, the, oh, <laughs> Beastie the Boys. Beastie Sabotage. <laughs> so that's Dave Grohl on drums and vocals. And Greg Kirsten on keyboards playing all the other stuff. Oh, I love this. I love when is this coming out? Oh, it's on YouTube right now. You oh, can go look oh at yeah, it. yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah, I thought that was good. It even has the video where it's like they did it in one take because halfway through the song, Dave Grohl drops his stick and he's still singing and he's playing with one stick and he, he negotiates reaches down and picks his stick up off the ground and then continues the song. It's like they couldn't have taken another take. <laughs> but that's but, very cool, though. But it's all there, so yeah. That makes us makes me feel good now with our shit. So with our with our shit podcast. <laughs> so that was our second sound of the week. Oh, no, we have another one. Rudy Giuliani. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy's been having a bit he's, of trouble. He's had a horrible year. Yeah, he's we, had the we Borat, talking, we were, he's yeah. had the Borat movie. <laughs> yes. He's had the, uh, the hair dye stuff yes, streaming yes, down yes, his face. Yes. And then he was at some sort of uh, committee meeting where he was presenting uh, his case for the fraudulent election results or whatever. Yes, that four states just got overturned, and by the way. somebody said that he, uh, he passed wind. While he was no 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 not the essence of not the essence of sound of the week please yes so play it we we had we had our own Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast sound microphones there on site for (laughs) for the briefing so this this is what this is what our microphones picked up answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness just like you. They don't want to know the truth. Now what, what? Now what I saw, what I saw on on CNN. You're going or, to hell for that one. You know that. What I saw on CNN, it was a little more tame. It it wasn't oh it wasn't as God. robust. So it, once again, the answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Oh, oh man. Oh, my gosh. I think, I think our microphones were just a little oh. bit more sensitive than the other <laughs> ones. But that's what we have for some. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. <laughs> I'm going to start, squ- I'm gonna start, squ- start questioning yours as well. <laughs> Jay's jumping up and down in the pool. <laughs> okay. I think the first edit may occur. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Adam, maybe he's not well. I don't know. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Adam, the motherfucker of the week for December 12th of 2020. We got to make up some kind of an intro for this, by yeah, the way. Okay. Put our heads together on that. Oh, Adam Hard Rocking Professionals is the title to this one, man. Okay. Good. Adam, how would you feel if you were to, let's say, call your insurance mm. to file a claim? Right. And all of a sudden, the adjuster rolls up to your house mm-hmm. and gets out of his vehicle. This would be a regular vehicle. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Oh, okay. Man. Stop it. Stop it. I'm trying to concentrate. I want to do it. All right. <laughs> uh, get out there. Just the adjuster. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dan. Poor Giuliani, man. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 Where were we? <laughs> oh, do the adjuster. Oh, the adjuster. The, okay, yeah. okay. Okay. The adjuster gets out of the car and it's Dave Mustang. What? Dave Mustang? Yes. Oh my God! So you, were, you, you you snapped right out of it. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're well, back. Yeah. You're back. I'm, you're I'm back. Here now. You're back to the podcast. Dave you're, Mustaine. You're not at that CNN briefing. <laughs> Holy moly! <laughs> well, I mean, that's it would be pretty awesome. You know, it's like okay, hard rocking, hard rocking, uh, guitar front man. Yeah. Megadeth. Yeah. And One of my faves. And during the days of insurance adjuster. I'm just this was just hypothetical, by the way. This is in between recording yes, yes, albums would, and yeah, stuff. This is this is just I'm just saying. What would you think? You you would. Feel how I would question my own sanity. That's right. <laughs> Why is this happening? Well, anyway, my delusional. Anyway, this week, uh, loudwire.com 
reported that a while back, uh, pre-pandemic, by the way, mm-hmm. a huge metal fan had awoken. What was that sound? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A huge metal fan had awoken uh, uh, from a three-day coma. Okay. To find that the bassist of his favorite band, Hammerlord. <laughs> Hammerlord. Where? Okay. Well, Hammerlord. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get it right. Mr. Terry Taylor was waiting to assist him. And then this is what uh, he says. Mm-hmm. This is, quote, the uh, patient by the name of Mason. I woke up from a three-day coma. A guy came in, woke me up and said, Mason, my name is Terry, and I'm here to take out your breathing tube. I opened my eyes wider, and my first words were, Terry Taylor from Hamalord. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what? Now, where is this? What part of the world is, did this happen? Actually, this was a quickie from Loudwire. They didn't specify any of that anyway, but we'd have to look wherever, wherever Hammerlord's, uh, from. Hammerlord's from. Yeah. And then he, then he goes on to say, I remember asking him uh, if he had any Hammerlord stuff. So this guy is he's immediately going to go on the freebie binge. Uh-huh. You know, I just woke up. He's, he's one, one track dude. And he, I told him that I had the album Wolves at War's End. Okay. I got a package a few days later with a bunch of Hammerlord stuff. Wow. The rest of the band came by and visited me and on the fourth floor I was staying. So how cool is that? Now, who is Hammerlord? Uh, I know you're looking at your 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 phone there. Uh-huh. Uh, I really had no idea, but they did uh, open for uh, Alice Cooper and Marilyn Manson. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's them right there. Yeah. <laughs> Here they are. That's them right there. Yep. Sounds like a Hammerlord right there. I still think that's, you know, it's very, very cool. I think that, you know, that experience that, you know, we're not we're not shitting here on uh, <laughs> on Hammerlord. But I'm just saying for him, this was his, you know, maybe his dream come true. It says, you know, you're in a coma and all of a sudden, bam, who's waking you up is your, you know, it's like. So this Terry Taylor. Mm-hmm. He's, he's your favorite guy. He is some sort of a uh, a nurse or a nurse's aide or Physical, of some sort. Uh, 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 respiratory, a respiratory therapist. therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that's his day gig. Now, when he goes to the hospital, is he all meddled out? Is no. He, is the, he all like the picture on lo- the tattoos picture, the, everywhere? The, the, picture, the picture on loud wires. He had his hair in a ponytail, mm-hmm. and he had his uh, scrubs, the nurses' scrubs on. They took a picture together. I'm sure he immediately zapped this up to social media. Wow. I think it was like three or four years ago that this happened. Wow. So, yeah. And that song, by the way, from Hamburglar was in 2013. So they've been around for meddling for a while. So I got to myself. I said, wow, I wonder what other musicians uh, mm-hmm. uh, have had. Uh, have those day gigs? Professional jobs. Okay. So it says my number one is Peter Steele from Type O Negative. You know who Peter Steele is? I don't know who he is, no. He's a big dude, had a lot of, you know, Big chest, a lot of muscles. He was the bass player for Typo Negative. Uh, I want to say it's Gothic Rock. Let me see what it says here. It says, yep. He's also dead. The infamous and deceased uh, Gothic metal singer bassist was a government employee for the Brooklyn, New York Parks and Recreation Department. So he went and cleaned up uh, uh, (laughs) parks and things like that? He he drove garbage trucks, dump trucks. Uh, He steamrollers, it says here. And he loved his job a lot, you know? Hmm. He loved it because he was, he, you know... uh, he got to do something different every single day. You know, I think he loved it as much as he loved talking shit. Because that, yeah, yeah, because that dude, I mean, I remember him. And he was like, I think he was on Jerry Springer. Uh, he was, you know, his deal was, this is rock and roll. You know, mm-hmm. you're here to pay for this product. And my product is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in your face. I'm going to be obnoxious. But, you know, he's in Brooklyn, New York anyway, to start with. 
So and he he did he did his uh he, he I think he did his role very well as wow. you know as a performer and I was he was they had a song that was called Christian Women oh my God it was like really you know, it was way out there if okay. that guy was ready to offend somebody you know that yeah, you could tell okay <clears throat> you know, so anyway number two is Tom Araya from uh from Slayer from Slayer yeah. yeah 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 legendary trash guitarist was a respiratory therapist dude another respiratory another one yeah whoa maybe yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. maybe there's a trend in metal artists. And respiratory therapy, breathing, all the breathing that it takes to sing those powerful uh, songs. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's part of it. Serge Takian is number three from System of the Down. Oh, what was yeah, he? that's right. Par- powerful vocalist is a graduate of California State University at Northridge with a marketing degree. He eventually also became a CEO of a software company. Maybe that's how they were able to finance the records. You never know. Maybe that's why they don't make many records anymore. He, <laughs> he made a fortune as a, in a software developer. Yeah, this guy's no, no idiot. You know, this guy is, you know, mm-hmm. so college grad, I guess. And that doesn't mean anything, but still, you know, he has it. Nobody could take it Beloved away from in him. the yeah. Armenian community. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a hero. Mm-hmm. Anyway, David De- uh, Draymond uh, from Disturbed. From Disturbed, mm-hmm. sure. The Down with Sickness mm-hmm. and Sound of Silence hard rock singer is a pre-law grad. Really? Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. He is also a healthcare administrative assistant. Mm-hmm. And he worked at the a- he worked at uh, uh, at also at HR uh, department. Okay. So this is you know. So he was a he was a white collar type guy. He, yeah, and he and he he had pre law because he wanted to be a lawyer, but then he had some kind of a reckoning with himself that says I just can't go in life for criminals as a criminal defense lawyer. Mm. I just don't have the uh, the goals for that. Hmm. <clears throat> Marilyn okay. Manson. Oh, now what could this guy have been? Shock doing? rock royalty, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Was a journalist with the Twenty Fifth Parallel, a music magazine out of Florida, dude. What? Hmm. Well, I guess that would kind of fit. I mean, you could be wild and out there as a music journalist. But still, you know, you just, I don't know. You, I would think he, you would He have, took it to new levels, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonathan Davis of Corn. Corn, sure. Do you know what this guy did? I have no idea. Check this out. This guy is a graduate of mortuary school. Oh, he's a mortician? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he can prepare bodies for burial? He's an, an embalmer. Oh, that's right. Oh, whoa. At one time, he was the assistant uh, coroner. I don't know if it if I think they're from Bakersfield, California, I believe. Uh, I don't know if it was out there that he was the assistant coroner, or maybe L.A. or somewhere. I don't know. I No, it wouldn't be L.A. You know, so. Do you think you can have all those morbid lyrics and, and stuff rolling around well, your head when you're dealing with all these bodies? There's his, there's his creds, man. Man. You know, not only am I going to sing, sing to you about death i know about death <laughs> I, I, I know <laughs> you see this tattoo right here i know i i copied off some dead man's body <laughs> oh. to remind me of, keep me humble wow <laughs> david lee roth van halen david lee roth come on now you know Wait something about you know something what about what did david he roth. do you know something shoot. about shoot i don't i don't know did come he work on. at a laundromat no nope. i don't know you know post david lee roth i know you do I, who's a he worked as a, a dj a radio talk show host. He is, was, is that what you mean? He was an ambulance. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, he, he did. He, he, was, got, uh, he got EMS training. He was an EMS guy, yeah. Prior to Van Halen, though, do you know what he was? Oh, no, I don't. What? Prior to him being the high-flying karate frontman kicking dude yeah. of Van Halen, he was a surgical tech and a surgical porter assisting in, in the... Uh, operations. So does that mean that he has like a nursing degree of some I sort? So. I think he, I would think probably so. Probably yeah. have to, right? Yeah, his mentor is some combat nurse out of, uh, I believe, out of Vietnam. Hmm. Man, that's wild, isn't it? I didn't know that. It was like I, I, I researched it a little bit. And further. he got the EMS training after Van Halen, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. 
He just wants to dip his toe into all sorts of weird things. Yeah, you know, so mean he's been around a lot of medicine for sure. Sure. <laughs> Self-medicated probably. And a lot. number eight and the most uh interesting one to me. Mr. Which G- member of KISS. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> How what were the chances? <laughs> Okay, Mr. Gene Simmons. Uh, to, to cap off the motherfucker of the week, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gene Simmons. Uh-huh. You know it. He was nothing less than an elementary school teacher, man. Where? Was this here? In Spanish Harlem. Whoa. In New York, yeah. Elementary school? Elementary school, yep. <laughs> Dude. Can you imagine Gene Simmons as your, your elementary school teacher's? No, I can't. Yeah, let's sing the ABCs. <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I'm going to blow fire in your face if you don't. Mm. I'm going to spit blood at you. I have some pencils to sell to you. <laughs> Where's your mom? I'm going to give her my tongue. <laughs> Come here, mamacita. <laughs> he was also a Spanish Harlem, so you had to know his deal. You, wow. know that, you know that he called Monica... When we were on stage with him, do you know he called Monica mommy? No. Because Monica, you know, Monica had no idea. Right. Of, uh, and I've told this story, but I've never told the Monica story. Monica had no idea, you know, who Gene Simmons really was. She's just out there with This was her. on yeah. stage in Oklahoma. Yeah, in Oklahoma, yeah. Brayman. Br- break, yeah. Breaking ground at a new casino yes, site or yes, something, right? Right, right, right. So we're there, and, you know, he asked for young ladies to come up on stage, and we're right there, you know, at, at, at the front of the stage. Uh-huh. Boom, he goes, you know, come on up. So Did you try to knock any of the ladies over? No, <laughs> I wish. I wish I had a wig. <laughs> well, my hair was long enough I could have. You know. right. So anyway, so Monica jumped up there, you know, and Monica's looking at me. And, uh, you know, Gene, I think they were going to sing uh, I Love It Loud. All right, right, right. And uh, he's giving the instructions how they're going to sing the song. So Monica's in there. What she's doing is she's on social media. I'm on stage, uh-huh. you know, probably doing a, some kind of a live of some sort. And he stops. He stops the, you know, stops what he's saying. Crosses his hands, uh-huh. and he goes, "This is what we're going to do, mommy." <laughs> In other words, listen to Gene. He'll kick you. He'll kick you off the stage. <laughs> You're embarrassing me right now. <laughs> that Adam was the motherfucker of the week for this week, twelve December. Oh, this man. is nuts, man. You ready to wrap this up or what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> At two hours and 20 minutes. Good times, <laughs> bad times. Good times, bad times. <laughs> what a week, buddy. I guess I got some bad times over here. You got the bad times today? Okay, cool. I guess so. I'll do the, bad, I'll do, I'll do the good times. Well, uh... I think I talked about aviation last week. Mm, you did, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're going to bring it up again. Okay. Uh, China's Aviation <laughs> Authority <laughs> released new COVID-19 safety guidelines for their You're obsessed flights, with China. You're, obs- staff. you're, you're upset. The- don't, ever, don't, ever go to, don't ever go to China. China. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, this guy will talk about us on the podcast. <laughs> they have suggested. You know funny. To their flight staff. To avoid using plane lavatories, they should wear disposable diapers. Diapies? Yes. Wow. Is this for real? Just for real. Oh, wow. This is new information that's come out. It is recommended that cabin crew members wear disposable diapers and avoid using lavatories, barring special circumstances to avoid infection risks. So when you're being served by your flight attendant, uh, they could have a steaming bun in their uh, under things. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's bad times. What if they had a Stephen Bunn with some prize? <laughs> <laughs> Those are bad.
bad times, stay, man. Stay away from anything Chinese. China, China air. <laughs> just this China government. What are they doing to their people? I, I, I don't know. Making them sit in their own mess is what they're doing. Good times, Adam. Oh, thank, gonna, thank God you got good that, times. That's some bad times. I'll never be getting on any kind of Chinese airliner. I'll tell you that much. That's out. <laughs> I got really good, uh, good, good news actually. Oh, good! Something that we've been waiting for. We need that, and it's not Brick Rivers this time. It was written by Joe Big Eye. Joe Big Guy. Big Eye. Oh, Big Eye. <laughs> okay. From the Weekly World News, Adam, the world's only reliable news. That's right. Okay. Bear yourself right now. This is gonna make you so happy. Okay. Good. Dracula goes vegan. <laughs> oh, thank, <laughs> thank God. Wow. What's his diet gonna consist of now? <laughs> And this just happened a couple of days ago on the 4th. Wow. Did he put it on oh, social media or something? Oh, check it out, man. Check How it out. Count, Count Dracula has been sucking blood for a hundred of years, right? Yeah. But had a bad scare last month. He was immediately admitted for an emergency quadruple bypass surgery. When he came in, he was very touch and go. Mm-hmm. We immediately set up the blood-infused IV and turned off all the lights. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Said Dr. Andre Romanescu, chief surgeon of the University of Transylvania, Transylvania. Medical Center. Right. He was in good spirits and was joking with the female nurses, <laughs> making comments about their necklines. Oh. So after this massive heart attack, Dracula is switching over to Bloody Marys. <laughs> oh. I dig it. Oh, thank <laughs> and God. He, and on top of that, he was also he was also told by uh, his uh, personal cardiologist, Dr. Alexandra Albu, mm-hmm. that he should be avoiding steaks ah, and and steaks. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Cha-ching! The two different spellings. <laughs> Good times, bad times. Steaks and steaks. And that is another attempt at humor this week. <laughs> Until you see, actually, there's two different words. You know, yeah, I, I, I got it. <laughs> Tommy, do you got anything else? Dude, I have nothing else, Adam. We're oh, ready to go. Man, man, we're at the end of this thing. Huh? Sun's coming out. I wonder what time. What time is it? Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It should be burning brightly in the sun in the sky. You're not Dracula would not like that. No, no. As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, yes, our we do. fans, yes, we do. Absolutely. and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> we really appreciate it. <laughs> Keep in mind, life is not that serious. It is not. Especially when you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Again, search for the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, CastBox, and everywhere else that podcast thing blows this show. Activate the notification icon. Are you at living again? We will be notified. <laughs> to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I am Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. With Christmas just a few weeks away, here's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra with Deck the Halls. Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Date Goba Promotion. Date Goba Promotion.
December 12th, 2020.